The year 2020 has been a year of change. Global changes have included COVID-19 pandemic which has resulted in us all having to change our ways, especially with traveling on a global scale. Cutting down air traffic has bound many to their place when the regulations came. The world is not as small or open anymore as it used to be. On a regional scale, there have been wildfires and other natural catastrophes. In societies, some people have demanded rights that they should have by default, more visibly than in years, and there have been demonstrations and confrontations in many places around the world. Individually, people have also gone through changes. Some have lost or quit their job, some found a new one. Some have faced economic challenges and some have overcome them. Relatives, family members and friends have passed away and babies have been born. Relationships have been broken and new have been formed. We haven't been able to see some people important to us physically, but we've been able to connect to them and many others via technology. Children have had to do learning outside of school context and stay away from their important social groups. Adults have had to learn working from home, some meanwhile helping their children in education. We all have faced changes of some kind this year, big or small. We face changes normally also, but this year it has been more rapid, more serious and more visible, and more in number and ways. My name is Jani Kontkanen and you are listening to Mitä Pelataan podcast. This series is called Paragons of Change. It's a series of interviews with people from board gaming sphere whom I've noticed going through changes in recent times. We talk about change and what they have changed in their lives. By default, we do not claim we state facts. We only talk from our own points of view and our opinions. As the discussion might take a negative note at times, we try to finish with a positive by giving you a top 9 list of games. The topic of the list has been chosen by the guest and we will have a battle of the lists after the episode airs in my social media channels. You, dear listener, are encouraged to comment and vote on the lists to see which one of us did better. The award is pride and fame among the small listener base this podcast has. Now, let's invite our paragon for today. This time in the Paragons of Change series, we have our eighth guest, and he's from the US. Let's welcome Patrick Kelly. Welcome. <laughs> It's so good to be here. Uh, I am from the US. I'm I'm embarrassed to say. <laughs> But yes, <laughs> it is so good to join you. Uh, I don't know when this thing's going to record, but who knows what's happening in the United States when you finally listen to this. We could all we could we could be dissolving into a wasteland, a dystopian wasteland. Uh, so wish me luck, everybody. This will be out probably on Halloween, actually. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> Great time. Sounds 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 apropos. <laughs> so, if people don't know who you are, who are you? If people do don't you do? know who I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding, of course. Um, so, I am Patrick Kelly. Uh, I am one of the founders and uh, one of the host of Blue Peg, Pink Peg. And I should say, as far as people not knowing who I am, um, I've, I've been off the show for about a year, and uh, we'll, we'll probably talk about that. But, um, mm-hmm. but 
yeah, I've been off the show for about a year. So there are people who listen to the show who don't know who I am. So, uh, so like new listeners and stuff, people who have joined the show in the last year. So, of course, there are people who don't know I am. Uh, I am the, the founder and one of the former co-hosts of Blue Peg, Pink Peg, a board gaming podcast about uh, board games, relationships, and the interaction between the two. I, 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 have, I remember... To this day, I remember the intro because I used to record the intro. Welcome to Blue Peg, Pink mm-hmm. Peg, the bi-weekly podcast which, about board games, relationships, and the interaction between the two. During this episode, we provide our usual gaming reviews and gaming summaries, including a discussion of. So I always said that exact same <laughs> thing. And I've said it. I said it hundreds of times, uh, almost 200 times, uh, over and over and over again in introing the show. So, yes, it's sort of drilled into my brain. So, anyways, I am one of the hosts and founders of Blue Peg, Pink Peg. Uh, I've been, you know, we're, we're a, a fairly well-known uh, podcast within the, the Dice Tower Network. Um, mm-hmm. Been nominated for the Golden Geek for Best Podcast every year that the award has been in existence. We are the, in, in America, there's this, this uh, Lucci, Christina Lucci is her name. There, there, there was this, this soap opera. Soap operas are like daytime sort of drama things that aren't as mm-hmm. popular anymore but used to exist. And there was this woman that was nominated for Best Actress in a Daytime Series uh, for like 19 years in a row until she finally mm-hmm. won. So we are that of board gaming podcasts. We've been nominated more than any other board gaming podcast, and we've never won it. So, um, but in any event... Um, for, forever a second. Yes, we are always, we're always a bridesmaid. Um, so in any <laughs> event, we, um, but I, I'm on that show, or was I, and I'm still on the show now. Uh, I'm still a part of the show, but I left about a year ago. So that's a long way of getting at, I'm a guy who used to be on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, like you said, you quit the podcast and you went in a way to search for fun in gaming. How did it I, go? It did. Uh, I how did. has it been? Yeah, so I loved doing the podcast for so many years. It was such a great experience. But it got to a place where it was really just more work than it was worth for me. And there were a lot mm-hmm. of changes in my life that made that important for me as well. And so I decided to leave the show. Uh, you know, it, it, and, and I'm still, you know, with no entity, I love the show. As I said, I still appear on the show regularly. I, I will be appearing upon uh, not the, the episode you will have already heard it by the time this releases, but the next episode mm-hmm. uh, that we're recording, I'll be on. I did a guest shot s- spot a while ago, and I- I'll continue to come back. We actually have a joke within the show where what if I I came back to the show, but I just said every episode that I was a guest. Like I just I just constantly was like, oh, I'm not back. I'm not back. No, no, I'm not back. I'm just I'm just guesting. I'm just guesting. Um, but but anyway. good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm not going to come back because I, I have a lot of other things going on in my life that r- demand my attention. Yeah. I'm not leave. I'm not ruling it out for all time, but uh, I'm still very much involved in the show. Uh, every time they play a game, I play with them. But anyways, uh, yeah, it gave me a chance to play the games I want to play. It gave me a chance to sort of, you know, when you when you record a podcast and you start getting a lot of review copies and stuff like that, you have obligations. You've got to review stuff, and very mm-hmm. often. You review stuff that's not very good. Uh, and one of our deals mm-hmm. was, like, if people sent us something, we would always give it a play. We have a review policy that basically if you send us something and we ask for it, we'll play it quickly. If we don't ask for it, we're going to play it when we can. And mm-hmm. uh, we, if we don't like it, we reserve the right not to talk about it. But I, we, always, mm-hmm. we always agreed that if somebody sends us something, we'll at least give it a play. And mm-hmm. I played a lot of really, really 
bad games. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you didn't hear about those because we don't like to, like, we're not about negativity. We're not about bashing mm -hmm. people. You know, in a lot of cases, it would be newer designers sending us a game that we just, you know, it, it felt like a new design. And unless there was something fun or interesting to talk about in it that was supportive, we wouldn't talk about it. So behind the scenes, there's a lot of games that we play that you don't hear about. Uh, so there was that. Um, so now I just get to play the games I want, you know? Like, uh, what was it? Last week I played uh, uh, we I played Yokohama. Uh, mm -hmm. I haven't played that in a long time. Like, I got to play just games for pleasure, you know? Um, and, uh, and so I, I love that. I played Kalis. Um, by the way, I played Kalis, and then we played Kalis 1303. The, the sequel mm -hmm. to Kalis, it's Which a cool. Better? I don't know. I, I I think 1303 is they it has specialized powers you can get. Uh, it mm -hmm. streamlines some of the mechanics. Uh, mm -hmm. It doesn't use coins anymore. Instead, your workers mm -hmm. are a currency. Um, I think mm -hmm. I like 1303 better. Um, Kalis has a special place in my heart because it was the second designer board game I ever played, um, mm -hmm. and I played it with my ex when we were both getting into the hobby a lot. So uh, that I have the, the version with that hideous picture of, of King Philip upon it, you know? <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so I still love that game though. It's like, it's definitely shows it's where, you know, idea design is, is age is okay. It's fine. It holds up, but it's definitely yeah. feels like an older game. Um, you know, I think was that 2006, it was, so it's been a, maybe even older than that. But in any event, um, so I played that. So the point being, I get to play games that I want to play. And uh, mm -hmm. it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, of course, if you don't have to play games, you can choose to play games. Sure, sure. Has it been easy leaving the show? Well, yes and no, right? Um, mm -hmm. The decision to leave was actually pretty easy. There were a couple of things going on that motivated me to make that choice. Um, the first one was I, I used to be a, a legal aid attorney, and what that means is I worked for underserved uh, communities, marginalized communities, protecting and preserving their rights. So I would go, mm -hmm. and it was hard work, and it was important work. It was basically I was like, you know, I, I was a free attorney for civil actions. I didn't do criminal stuff. I'm not like a public defender. So I would help mm -hmm. protect people if they were getting evicted or if they were getting their houses foreclosed upon or, you know, people in really bad situations who otherwise couldn't afford an attorney. I did that for years. I mm -hmm. loved it. It was my passion. Um, and, uh, and, and, but then my daughter's going to school, and it became apparent I needed to sort of get back into the – you don't make a lot of money as a legal aid attorney. You make very little, mm -hmm. in fact. Um, but I needed to get back into, like, making money again to be quite – crass about it i hate to be you know as as you know sort of transactional as it is but that's the reality mm -hmm. and so i went back into uh private practice i went back to a firm became a partner there um mm -hmm. and uh and that requires a lot more of you a lot more time a lot more energy you know the 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 cliche about attorneys working you know long long hours and all weekends are true you know not always true but but are true and my kids were older. Uh, my daughter's going to co is in college. My daughter was getting ready to go to college. She was in her last year of high school. So I thought, mm -hmm. I can't do all of this stuff. Something's got to give. So I left the show so I could focus upon those parts of my life. I mean, it should be said further, 
like I was when I left, I was like, you know, I've been divorced for a while now. I kind of wanted to get back into dating. So that was mm -hmm. another big time consuming thing. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, dating's fine and fun, but it's so oh, good. It's work. Um, <laughs> it is so much work. It really is. It's like when you're young and you're, you know, you don't have a lot of obligations. It's not that it's like mm -hmm. it's what you do, you know, but when you've got uh, when you're an adult and you've got kids who demand a lot of you and you've got a work that demands a lot of you and like dating is just it's time consuming. It's fun. I like it. But it was something that was going to take time. So I decided you haven't it, been able to do that for a while, I think. Though. Yeah. Yeah. With with COVID, I actually yeah, I, I have um, I've tabled all of that. I was in a little bit of a relationship when it started and that kind of, you know, COVID kind of petered that out, which is fine. I mean, it wasn't a big deal. Um, and, uh, and 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 actually right now I'm kind of OK with that. I'm very I'm having a good time sort of being with myself, knowing myself, uh, spending time with myself, spending time with my family. Uh, creating mm. things, you know, so it's not that big of a loss. But the point is, is that I was looking at doing this with my life. And so I decided it was time to leave because of that. But I, I was hard because I love my community. You know, uh, the thing I always say about Blue Peg, Pink Peg is we the best thing about our show is our fans. And that's really mm. what I feel. The thing that makes that show special is there are remarkable human beings who are supportive of each other, supportive of mm -hmm. our community. We've created something very special in the community of that mm -hmm. show. And I'm sure other shows can say that too, but we, I'm really, really proud of the fact that we have people who are there for each other, who pick each other up during hard times, who support each other, who care for each other, like a lot, like really good friends. We have, we have at least two marriages that grew or, or were tangentially related mm -hmm. to our show there are two people that got married as a result of sort of I, they weren't brought together necessarily before, because of our show but they their love of our show was a big part of their relationship mm -hmm. and uh that's something to be very very proud of so um yeah. i miss that but i still get to in interact with it of course COVID happened and i was planning on going to you know a convention and being with all of our family and our our, our board game family and and seeing everybody, um, which, you know, didn't get to happen. So that's sad. No. And, uh, of course, podcasting is a one-way conversation, especially when I'm involved because I love to talk. Mm -hmm. and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, – uh, but it's still a conversation. So not having that is, is sad. Um, the other no. thing is that uh, when you're out there and you're in the public eye uh, – you know, you put yourself out there, and it's in in the context of mm -hmm. a podcast, as you know, you know, you put your a part of yourself out there, um, no. and not everybody likes it. Like I'm not, I'm I, I there are a lot of people that do not like me. <laughs> I'm not, yeah. Whatever it is, there's something about my persona, the way I present myself on shows. I don't understand that. Uh, well, I mean, uh, candidly, you know, I don't know if I do either. I I guess. <laughs> but, but the fact I, I actually I do I understand it quite well, um, <laughs> you know, because I'm that type of person. But meaning I often am very hard on myself. But yeah, there there was a lot of people that really and so the negativity that comes at you from the dark shadows of the web or from people talking out of you know, you know their own basements or their own living rooms or whatever, <laughs> like these these strange people with weird 
names, you know, like like screen names and stuff, will will bash on you, and it just it eats at you. Like it, it's like a little bite, and a little bite. It's like being, you know, uh, eaten, you know, t- bit to death by ducks. You know, it's like a small little <laughs> bite here and there and Ouch. there. You know, and um, and it hurts, and it starts to sort of bear on you. And I would ignore it. Like it's sort of, I'm gonna tell a little. I hope that he doesn't he doesn't get angry at me about this because I. I don't think he will. Um, but Rob is so – I think this is – he gets he – would, he would look at the iTunes ratings or negative things people would say about the show, and he would mm. always, like, just dwell and dwell upon it. I was like, I don't even look at that stuff, buddy. Like, don't tell me about it. Like, I, I have cut that out of my life. I don't need it, you know. But you can't ignore it. You can't avoid it all the time. And so it really started I – think, I think he said it in a podcast or maybe it was in Twitter. He said that – Yeah, I, I know annoyed. he did on Twitter. That's Twitter why I feel like – rating or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to – I wouldn't tell stories out of school. But I get it. I identify with it. And to his credit, yeah. he, you know, keeps on going. But for me – it really started to take a toll. And mm. and it's weird. There are hundreds of people that love you, but one or two people that don't. Like, it's so, you know, it's the fruit of the poison tree. Like, you know, you have, if, if there's one drop of taint inside of a, mm. you know, inside of a, a big barrel of, of wine, it destroys the whole barrel, you know? It's kind That's of the true. way it is. It's so horrible. But... But and, but you can't please everyone. You shouldn't even try. Uh, of course, because there is always always some troll or someone who thinks that they have something negative to say. Yeah, I oh, don't yeah. know yet. I don't have any ratings, so I have no idea. Or no one has commented negatively. But well, so I want to talk about so that. I, I don't know. That needs so so. Anyways, the point being, it started to get at me. I've talked, been very honest, very open about my struggles with mental health issues, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> they don't dominate my life, but they're an important part of who I am. And and I should say. Like the things that, you know, I, I, I have, you know, I'm diagnosed as, as uh, I have an anxiety disorder kind mm-hmm. of, and, and I can be, I have a type of sort of, uh, ro- like I, I can get depressed at times. I'm not, it's not dystymic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not all the time, but anyways, I can get really depressed. And <clears throat> I treat, I take medicine for that. I'm with a therapist for that. You know, it's very, it's been a part of my life for a long, long time. I also have ADD, so I treat for that. Mm-hmm. And, um. So anyways, I've been in therapy for 20 years, um, mm-hmm. you know, on and off and mostly on. Um, and I'm real, you know, forthright about sort of that part of me because it makes me who I am. I'm really proud mm-hmm. of that, in fact. I'm proud of the fact that I have a depth of emotion. I'm proud of the fact that uh, I feel in the ways that I do. I just have to manage it. But you mm-hmm. also have to say to yourself, this is not healthy for me. This is not Mm-hmm. giving me anything right now and i had to walk away because of that and it's not i'm not angry about it or upset about it i just knew that it was time to take care of myself and mm-hmm. uh and so that was a part of the choice as well you know um like i just I, you know stronger in a time when i was feeling better about who i was and when i was you know felt like more in control of the things that i had going on in my life when i felt more stability that stuff didn't phase me at all not at all mm-hmm. But it was at a place where it was. I was in a point of transition in my life. So I was like, I need to leave so I can get myself back on my feet, get myself strong again. And then if I want to come back, I can, you know. Um, and uh, and I didn't want that negativity to impact what I was doing. So, you mm-hmm. know, that was a big part of the choice that we made. And I want to comment upon the fact that, you know, you've got no ratings. So <laughs> I'm going to talk to everybody out there. Rate this show. Go in and because here's an important thing. You don't know this. 
we are talking into the void, it feels like. Mm, and that's if, true. If we don't have people who are responding to us, it feels empty. And it is so important just to reach out to creators and encourage them and tell them how, like a small little thing, that small piece of energy, if they've given you any entertainment or care or distracted you from anything going on in your life, take just one second to provide them with that little attaboy, that piece of support, rating, feedback, email, whatever. You know, tweet them. Just a them. comment is in. Yeah, a comment. For like, like, most like people at least. Yeah, go onto their site and give them a, a, a you know, their Twitter and, and at them, you know, and just give a little positivity. It is such. It costs you nothing, and it does so much. And I should say, beyond just content creators, that is my philosophy in the world. If I can find mm -hmm. a way to give something positive to somebody, a little piece of encouragement, I try to do it. You know, mm -hmm. it just it. It's it's such a small expense and it can do so much. People love to know that they're connected to other people, you know, and That's uh, true. and so I, I really mean it. Like I I've said this before. I don't listen to your show all the time, you know. I don't mm -hmm. listen. To, and, and, and disclosure, full disclosure, I don't listen to any shows all the time. I'm great, great mm -hmm. friends with you know. I'm good friends with Jamie. I'm good friends with Chris from the Secret Cabal. I'm good friends with Marty mm -hmm. and Tony. I'm good friends with lots of creators. You know, good friends. I'm friends with them, and uh, mm -hmm. and 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 I don't listen to their shows. <laughs> you know, like I just don't. <laughs> it's not part of what I do anymore. You know, it's not yeah. like it's not, which is okay. Um, you know, but I like to check in on you. I like to check in on uh, a few other, you know, podcasts that are out there. Like, I like mm -hmm. to check on, um, you know, you're so very wrong about games. I like to check in on the guys mm -hmm. at State of Game. I like to check on We're Not Wizards. Like, I like to check in mm -hmm. on these friends of mine who I've gotten to know through podcasting every once in a while. Just see what's going on with them. What are they talking about? You know, and so I'll listen to a show here and there. And I think what you do is great. I think you have a great sort of intelligent, thoughtful interaction with other people <laughs> and with the with the content you understand that games are more than a, a, a distraction like i love mm -hmm. when people bring their insights and their sort of thoughts about this hobby to others it's such a, a gracious act you know for people to do that and i admire so very much what you do i have so much respect for you, you and and for your show and and I think, you know, you're, you're underappreciated, truly. I, I think more people should listen and be involved and engage with your show because I think it is – there's so much bad content out there. There just is. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just true, you know. And there's a lot of great content out there too. And you are in that mm -hmm. latter category, you know. And, uh, Thanks. And so – and, I mean, there's a lot of – you know, there's stuff people love that – like I just don't get, you know. Like I, 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 which is fine. That's fine for them, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. You know, I mean, I, it just I don't get some things either. Yeah, it just I don't get the appeal, and that's fine. Like I'm okay. Like I'm not, you know, the phrase "don't yuck on someone's yum." You know, like if you love it, mm. you know, if it's not hurting you and hurting anybody else, then go yeah. follow your bliss. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, of course. But I do wish that there was. I love positivity. You know, I love the the. The energy of of and that's I think your 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 show exudes that you know that's the thing that I sort of like a lot of there's a meanness and sort of a, a snarkiness that sometimes is other in other content creation that 
isn't for me, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's fine. You know, I get I don't think there's anything bad or negative about it. It's just not what I want to listen to. You know, yeah, but there's audience for that also. Sure. I'm just trying to be honest. Yeah. I don't want to be positive. I don't want to be negative. Just being honest and tell what I think because I have no like I don't have bindings anywhere. Sure. So if I don't like someone's game, I don't like that that game and I can say why I don't like it. But if well, I like something, I then say that I like it. Well, in your ability to articulate your basis of the, what you 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 have a great capacity for articulating the basis of your opinion, like it's good. You you let us you you really have a nice sort of construction of you guide us through your thoughts on what and it, it, it resonates for me. Like I totally like I'm like yes, mm-hmm. he totally is exactly right. That's exactly what's wrong <laughs> with that game. You know, I love I love this is something I do love about content creation. I do love it when a content when a creator a reviewer identifies something about a game. I, I will say the king of this. Like I will I'm going to tell you. So I'm going to say I think I've said this on another show. I know I did. Mm-hmm. The best content creator, as far as reviewer that hits. That tell that speaks that articulates the feelings that I sometimes cannot articulate is mm-hmm. El Efka, uh, uh, mm-hmm. with uh, you know from uh, no pun included, no pun included, no pun in, in, yeah intended, well, no pun included. Um, mm. I'm, I'm having a hard time with with my my words right now, but he yeah. is so remarkably good at telling me what I think about a game. I'm like, yes, that's exactly <laughs> right. Oh my God, that's why I love that. That's why that works. He's masterful at it. I have a, a lot of admiration for that. But I think you you do that as very well as well. And uh, so, anyways, uh, what was the question? <laughs> uh, was it was it easy to make the change? That was probably the question. <laughs> I think. So anybody think who so. who listens to my show knows that I'm just a stream of consciousness kind of guy. Like I work very hard on structuring my shows and my reviews and all that other stuff. But once I get going, it's kind of hard. I'm, I'm a, bit, a little bit like a top. I get spun up, and I just, I just go. Yeah, not a, not a Newton's cradle, at least. Yes, indeed. <laughs> What was the best thing about leaving the podcast yeah. to you? So I think the best thing was I got to have the best of both worlds. I still get to mm-hmm. hang out with my friends and play games with them. Whenever they review a game, more times than not, I play the game with them multiple times, um, but I didn't have to do all the work. I, get, I, get, I got back about you know six to ten hours a week uh, mm-hmm. of time to do other things, mostly hang out with my f- kids and play games. Um, so I got that time back. I still got to be involved with the people I love, meaning the other podcast, my host, the, my co-host, um, and mm-hmm. I got to play games for me. I think that's really the thing that was the most positive factor. And also, I got to kind of focus on other things in my life that matter i i love to create and uh and so i've been able to sort of pursue some new endeavors i think i mentioned on a show a while back last show i was on that i'm i'm actually in a little small short film um mm-hmm. and uh and uh it's a little two-person you know 15-minute film uh And we're in rehearsals right now. We're actually going to rehearse this week. We're going to start filming. We do we do principal photography next week, mm-hmm. and then we'll start doing some other stuff. Uh, you know, as far as other roles and B roles and takes and stuff. But so yeah, that that's I'm working on that right now. Um, and then the guy who actually is the director and and sort of cinematographer for that is uh, and I are working together 
on I, I, I've written a, a play, a one man show actually, uh, years mm-hmm. ago. I've been working on it for years. Um, it's kind of funny. The, 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 there's a, a guy, Sean Jackman. He, uh, he runs mm-hmm. the Daily Worker Placement, and he, he's a marketing guy that used to work for CMON. I think he works for somebody else. I can't remember who he's with now, but I think a distributor. But anyway, he's a great guy. He's, he's, mm-hmm. if people who go to cons and stuff get to see him a lot. And, uh, and he and I, he's always been kind of my big cheerleader on this project, so he and I have been talking about it for years, and, uh, and I've been updating him on that. But anyways, um, so I've got this play that I wrote, and I was ha- there, were, there were some parts of it that were hard to think about how to stage. I'd written them, but none of them really worked. So I started talking mm-hmm. to this guy, and we're looking at maybe making it into a film. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's you know been a good thing. I've had time to sort of be involved in new endeavors. Um, and and the, I should say, will you, you kickstart that? I might. I might. Yeah. It's so. Here's the thing about the film. It's actually it's actually called Five Games I Lost. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's about board games. Um, and mm-hmm. the challenge of the film was or the 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 stage production was every the the it's 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 a play in five segments mm-hmm. and uh it's a monologue it's a big long monologue and uh and mm-hmm. each of them start with me describing That's the so it's you <laughs> yeah exactly uh <laughs> of course what else could it be uh <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> what else could it be me talking for an hour and a half sounds about right Uh, <laughs> so it starts out with me talking about uh, a board game, and it, I talk about the core mechanics, kind of, of that game. Blood Rage is one of the games, for example, and mm-hmm. uh, and and so I talk about sort of the the because this is written for board gamers, but it's also written for non-board gamers, and mm-hmm. and so coming up with a, a in, in innovative and engaging way to do that in a stage production was hard. I had ideas that I worked, and I mean, I've written various scripts that address this, but we sort of started talking about a film is a better way to do that. And one of the ways we're thinking about doing that is through animation. And so if we decide to go that route, then we'll probably do some crowdfunding to, uh, mm-hmm. to help pay for that expense. Um, so it's a possibility. Uh, you know, it's still, you know, there's lots of little pieces. We, if we did it, we'd have to, we'd film a sizzle reel, you know, basically like a, a, a teaser Um, and mm-hmm. use that to sort of get funding um, and to get people involved uh, in it. But if I did do it, you know, still a couple of years probably from being done, um, yeah. I, w- I would, you know, do the go to all, like, like take some time and go to all the conventions and screen it, you know. So go to Gen Con, go to Origins, go to uh, mm-hmm. UK Games Expo, go to, you know, wherever they'd have us, you know. Lots of, mm-hmm. lots of uh, places have film tracks. And so we'd screen the film and, uh, you know, and, and hopefully get it promoted that way. Um, but just for fun. I mean, this is just something I do because of the passion of it. Um, anyways, so that's sort of the things that the changes that I've that have been helpful for me, I think, you know, as far as opening me up to do these other things. Mm-hmm. How about the lawyer job? How has that been for you? It's been good. Um, I I uh, I've always. You know, the reason I worked at Legal Aid was because it gave me time. It was a nine-to-five job. I, I left at the end of every day. Occasionally, I'd have a trial, a big trial. I'd have to work late. But that was the exception, not the rule. Mm-hmm. So it gave me a lot of time to be a w- present for my kids. And now they're older. My daughter's out of the house. My son is, you know, 16. And 
and uh, and while we're very close, he's got his own thing going on, and he's very active doing his own thing. So I have more time to work. So I've been able to focus upon my work. And the thing that I've learned is I've never defined myself through my work. I've always sort of thought I work to live. I don't live to work. And so I always sort of resisted being um, too committed to my professional life. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I think I'm sort of embracing that a little bit more now. I'm, I'm proud of my work. I enjoy my work. I'm good at it. I think, mm-hmm. and um, and I've been able to really kind of be more heavily committed. And there's something very satisfying about that that I wasn't expecting. You know, um, I've never been a workaholic. Uh, well, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I work all the time. I'm always doing something, but I've never been a workaholic, committed to like professional work. I never have let that define me. But I'm mm-hmm. sort of getting a lot of gratification from being a little more focused and a little more. Uh, sort of you know like caring about it and really really trying to to i always i'm a you know i work hard for my clients and i've always put a lot of my energy into it but now i'm trying to work hard for me i'm trying to develop my Mm -hmm. practice a little more so uh yeah i think it's nice um i i don't like lawyers generally speaking (laughs) um i i i well it should be said i don't like active lawyers a lot of retired lawyers (laughs) i get along with really well like justin uh, from uh, Restoration Games as a former lawyer. And he's a great guy. I really like him a lot. I get along with him well. It's nice to, like, mm-hmm. I definitely like people who, who have left the law. But, like, lawyers generally aren't my type of people. But the people at my firm, I really like. They're really nice. They're really interesting. They're really compassionate. They're really caring. Like, that's a big, you know, that's, I, I like that. Um, and uh, so, anyways, I think I've, I, I've learned to sort of, embrace that part of my life in a way that I hadn't mm-hmm. before. Um, there's nothing wrong with it, you know? And uh, as, as long as I don't let it dominate me or I don't let it sort of change my core values, then I think it's a, a, a good change. I'm really, I'm really proud of the work I've done over the last, last year. What has been the worst thing about leaving the show and getting more focused on the work as a lawyer? Sure, sure. Yeah, well... I miss I miss the family, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, the board game Blue Peg Pink Peg is about building a community. I do miss the connection I get to have with the listeners, um, but I do still stay in touch with them. And like people will come into town, and I'll get together with them. Usually, there there was one guy came in town recently. I wasn't able to see him, um, but I, I usually get to hang out with with uh, the community. I I, I but I miss that daily, you know, or weekly sort of interaction, being as intimately mm-hmm. involved with them as I used to be. Uh, that that is a bit of a regret, you know. It's it's hard to, you know, sort of leave that behind. Uh, in some ways, um, I think that's probably the thing I've regretted the most. Though I, I have to be quite plain, I don't have a lot of regrets. You know, I, mm-hmm. I it, it hasn't really. Um, you know, it hasn't been a negative experience for me to leave. You know, I, I, I think I did my part for building and promoting this community. Um, I think mm-hmm. I've created something and put something out into the world. It still lives and, and, and lives beyond me. You know, it's kind of an interesting metaphor in some ways to my daughter leaving school, leaving for school, you know. Like, um, 
you know, she's out and she's doing her own thing and she's making choices sometimes that I wouldn't necessarily make. Um, mm-hmm. But nothing outrageous, you know. She's a good kid and she's she's I'm proud of her, you know. But she mm-hmm. she she's her own person now, and it's sort of a growing experience to realize that she gets to be her own person, and 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 she will always be my girl, and she will always be a big part of, you know, me, but she's not mine anymore, mm-hmm. you know, she's now her own person, and she doesn't live with me, and she doesn't rely upon me, and, and as much, you know, she'll always rely mm-hmm. upon me to some degree, but, yeah. you know, there's something very, very beautiful about being able to let go of the people that you love, and let them sort of grow into their own self, and, mm-hmm. and the show kind of, it feels like a very interesting parallel, right? The show is is growing. I I created it. I fostered it. I nurtured it, and now it gets to go and live without me. You know, um, mm-hmm. and so obviously a lot of other people created it, and nurtured it with, with me as well. I'm not trying to take any kind of credit yeah. that isn't mine, but there's something very beautiful about the fact that, like I said when I left, you know, I really hope for you guys to grow and to thrive without me. You know, I want this show to become better. You know, I want it to become even more Mm -hmm. than it ever was. I would love for the show to exceed, you know, to have its greatest successes while I'm gone because I'm, I'm proud of the fact that it, it was able to grow and sort of develop in its own way, you know, with Mm -hmm. that, with me having less of a direct impact upon it. So, you know, I, I, I'm proud of all that. I, I, uh, there's some negativity. There's some, you know, not negativity, but there's some wistfulness. You know, sometimes you miss it, um, but it's sort of sweet. It it feels pretty good. You know, um, there, there there's a you know happy sad. It's sort of a happy sadness, and sometimes <laughs> you know. Mm. How about your voice acting possibilities? Have you got any of those? <laughs> yeah. So you will no. ha- you will have with the animation from the Kickstarter. I, you can hire yourself as a voice sure, actor. Sure, right? I would love to do that. Yeah. So here's the thing. I will say this. My heart was broken a little bit when I found out that they were doing with Frosthaven. One of the stretch goals was uh, that there was an <laughs> anime. There was a voice actor who who would act out all of the scenarios and everything, and I didn't get a phone call. Um, you know, yeah. they went and they employed all these professionals, these these people with all these <laughs> skills, you know, who did all these. Yeah. And I, I will truly. I mean, I was like, man, I would have liked to have done that. Uh, no, you, is, would have, you would have done it pro bono. Probably. I would have done it pro bono and it would have been remarkable. Yeah. My vermling voice is on point. Um, <laughs> so but anyways, um, give a sample Oh, of my vermling voice. OK. Yeah. Here, you guys. Hey, everybody, everybody. I'm, I'm really. Uh, you can't get past me. Yeah, see, that's, that's, <laughs> you guys could have had that in your ears. There aren't verm. I don't think. Like, I don't. I don't think there are vermlings in Frosthaven. Um, I, I don't know. They, they were. They were in Tales of the Lion, at least. Yeah, yeah. I think the, in the monsters. Great game, by the way. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So, anyways, now I haven't done any voice acting, but. If anybody wants to have somebody do any kind of voice acting for any of their projects, give me a call. I'm here. I've got the equipment. Um, and uh, and meaning I have the physical equipment. I don't know if I necessarily have the, <laughs> the, the aptitude. Um, but I do love I, – I mean, I, I – so I, I have like – like I'm not good at accents. I'm really bad at impersonations. I'm really, really bad at them. But I always work on them. You know, I work to develop – 
my I have a bunch of books and tapes that I try to develop better skills. I, it's just something I do for fun. Uh, you and know. your your expertise is foreign names, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I try. Like every time th that I I pronounce a foreign name, not every time, but the first time for sure. I look it up. I try to find a place where the the person says their own name, and then I will mm -hmm. write in my notes the phonetic, you know, my phonetic sort of breakdown of how that name is pronounced. So I really do mm -hmm. try to say the names yeah. because it's like it's not a matter of like showing off or anything, you know. Like some people really got kind of annoyed by that with me, but it's like I want to be respectful of that culture, you know. Just because I'm not, you know, Polish, like Polish, it's a hard language to sort of. Yes. Sort out, you know, if you aren't familiar with it. Um, and they can have five consonants right after exactly. each other. Exactly. Yeah, so it's, it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's like Welsh, you know, like Welsh is the same way, you know, like a million consonants, <laughs> yeah. you know. And um, and so, but I want to be respectful of that culture and of that individual, you know. And so I try my mm -hmm. best to say their name as best I can. I mess it up all the time. I know I do. But I really do make an earnest effort at trying to Yeah, get and you really do try. Yeah. That shows yeah. that you're trying. Yeah. Even if they usually don't go correct but <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i get it i get it try. wrong i get it wrong i know that um but i really do like it's it's not i don't know it's just like it's just about like being respectful it's that's all it is you know yeah you know? but but yeah i think it's better than just making everything american or english or american english exactly it's better to try it i mean it shows more respect in my opinion right it's like it's like i hate this this sort of you know Anglo-centric sort of view that dominates our yeah. world, you know? It's like, gosh, the world is diverse and full of remarkable and incredible people, and it, it, like, take a little bit of time to try to, you know, appreciate the differences between you and others, you know? Like, try to mm. embrace that to the extent. And I'm not, look, I'm not putting a bash on anybody. Like, it's not anybody's obligation. That's just my own sort of particular sort of take on it. Like, I, I just, it was an effort. It always is an effort to try to be respectful of other people you know yeah. like like it's funny i speak a little bit of a lot of languages you know but like most mm -hmm. americans i'm not you know i'm not a polyglot and uh but like i try you know like every time i like i speak a little spanish i speak a little italian i speak a little german i speak a little french um mm -hmm. you know and like more than most you know like i have a pretty good working knowledge of each because i if i travel to a place i try to learn as little of of the, uh, you know, as, as much of the language as I can, you know, within the time that's available to me. Um, and uh, anyways, so, but the point being, none of that helps me with any of my, my pronunciation. Like, it just doesn't help. I just don't <laughs> have, I don't know what it is. I have a hard time with it, but I try. I always try. But that also that also shows respect, in my opinion. Yeah, that's my that's what I I'm also do for. the same. If I if I travel somewhere, I have a dictionary usually, and I at least during if I'm one week somewhere, I try to learn how to say thank you and please and order something. Yeah, absolutely. If nothing else, I try to learn some small words at least. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's sort of what I do, and uh, you know whatever. It's it's my best effort. <laughs> yeah, and that's what is required sure. or can be required. How about this year has been a bit interesting, this 2020, mm. uh, and coronavirus and everything else, especially in the US, there have been other things. It's been very colorful year there, and let's see how the November begins. Sure. But 
not to get into politics. Oh, we can get into politics if you want. I'll bring it. I'll bring it. No, no, no. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) If you want to, you can, but maybe it will take so long that (laughs) we don't have enough time. (laughs) I'm playing. I'm playing. Yeah, but how has uh, the changes or the coronavirus and everything been visible in where you live? And how's the situation there now? Is it getting better or worse, or is it staying the same? Well, so corona and our political situation are related to one another. You know, like, we've we've had... Mm-hmm. It's been hard on the U.S., you know, because we don't have this sort of leadership that, that attends to it, you know, in the ways that, mm-hmm. you know, other nations have. So those things are not unrelated, but... Yeah, it's been, we've had a spike here in our region. We're in Virginia. We're in western Virginia, kind of in, in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, Roanoke, Virginia, which is kind of nest- nestled into the Blue Ridge Mountains. It's lovely. Mm-hmm. It's just beautiful. Um, and um, But we have had a little spike. Um, it has made things hard. You know, I've just recently in the past few months started going back to work in person. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm actually, right now, I'm in, uh, my daughter got COVID. Um and uh, she's fine. She hasn't had any lingering effects. She she didn't have her symptoms. That's symp- good. Yeah, her symptoms were minor. The only thing that sort of the thing that lasted the longest for her was the loss of smell. She mm-hmm. she lost her smell, and it took a little while for that to come back. But that's back. She's doing pretty good, um, pretty well. But obviously that impacted me. I had to isolate and stuff. Um, yeah. And the way we've done it here is I do a lot of remote playing. Um, I play a lot of games online using Tabletop Simulator or BGA or whatever, which has been nice. I've gotten to spend mm-hmm. a lot more time playing with, uh, with my friends who don't live near me. So that's sort of a trade-off. But we have mm-hmm. our pods, our gaming pods. I do. And there's a small group of people. We call ourselves the COVID-8. We're now the COVID-9 because we just added a guy. Um, mm-hmm. And... Uh, and we get together and play with each other and we're responsible if we are exposed or if somebody, you know, like, like I, for example, I'm not, my gaming group's getting together tonight and I'm not going to game with them because my ex was exposed to somebody who had COVID. So mm-hmm. I don't see my ex in person, um, though she and I do play board games together sometimes, um, mm-hmm. even now, but I haven't seen that's her. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, we, we, we don't we're, our relationship is civil like we get along. We're not friends or anything. But, you know, she likes playing board games and I'm the only person she can play board games with. It's kind of odd even during our and our marriage was not like a disaster or anything. It was actually pretty good, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't working, you know. And um, and so but, you know, games were always a thing that worked for the two of us. And we she enjoyed very much mm-hmm. playing games with me. And we got into board games together. And in fact, we got into board games because. We moved here and didn't know anybody. So for a year, all we had to do at night was hang out with each other. And so we discovered board games in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, But in any event, so she got exposed. And I, while I have not been around her, I've been around our kids. and Because uh, mm-hmm. my daughter had come back from school for a week. And so I was around them. So I'm out of an abundance of caution. I'm isolating and not going out to play with my group. So the point is mm-hmm. we are just – we're really cautious with each other um we don't if anybody has any risk we don't we we miss a night um and uh we've been responsible and and just kind of kept that group small which has been nice it's been nice to be able to sort of have a set group of gaming friends and really focus upon playing games with them um so that's kind of been the upside of it but yeah it has really cut down a lot of our gaming opportunities obviously rob and christina and 
Jeremy are part of my my gaming pod, um, uh-huh. and so I play with them. Uh, and then, as I said, I've played a lot of remote games. You and I played some games. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, Keyflower and yeah, some others. Yeah, yeah, some others. Yeah. I don't and, remember what was the other one. Yeah, I can't remember either. But and but you will be and we'll be playing like you started talking about. You know, you're playing City of Big Shoulders, and uh, what else are you playing right now? You got some big games. No, Nippon, right? Are you in the middle of a na- game in Nippon? Yeah, so uh, and Madeira. All of them work very well in board game arena. They do. So, But once those are got done, we're going to play those together as well. So the point being, it's yeah, been yeah. a great opportunity for me to get to play games with people I otherwise don't get to play games with. I've been playing games with a lot with David Wybride of Man vs. Meeple. Um, I've got uh-huh. a group of friends who are all out of West Virginia, and I'm playing games with them remotely. Um, so that's been sort of the upside. Wait, I, I have to interrupt now. Sure. Is David better friend of yours than he is Rob's? No, 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 no. Rob and he are super <laughs> duper tight. The reason, and I okay. mean, we get, Dave and I are very, are good friends for sure. But yeah, no, he and Rob are like really, really close. And largely, be- yeah, yeah, but- largely because of the fact that I think, I mean, as among other things, but largely uh, Christina, so, so. David has a has a, a a wife who is really mm-hmm. great. She's a great woman. I, I don't, I'm not gonna say her name because mm-hmm. I don't know if they've said it before. But anyways, she's really cool, and she and Christina are great friends. She and Christina get along great. So that mm-hmm. that the four of them often get together for weekends, or you know they'll travel and have you know like like cabin weekends and stuff together. So that's a big part of like the nature of that relationship, and kind of you know not having a partner is is you know. It, it excludes you from that, but no, David and I are good friends. I would say, yeah. though, though he and Rob are, are really great friends. They get along great. They have yeah, yeah. They have really good rapport. I, I just wanted to ask you because Rob seems a bit jealous sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, well, jealous. Yeah, well, Rob, Rob, you know, poor old Rob. No, he 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 <laughs> he's a he's a great guy. And I'll say, Rob's really good at at fostering and maintaining long term relation like long distance relationships in a way that I'm not as good at. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I have a harder time sort of being disciplined in the way that a long-term relationship requires in a way that Rob isn't. You know, he's really good at, like, staying in t- touch and kind of keeping engaged. I'm not as good at that. But they, they, right mm-hmm. now, I think Rob's talked about this on the show. I'm involved in a, a D&D campaign with David and Rob and uh, and a, a, a friend of ours, Dan. Um, and, uh, and, and we all are... Uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. We get together at least once every other week, sometimes more often, mm-hmm. and we do our campaign, and we have a blast. You know, um, Rob's playing a bard, and after mm-hmm. our adventure, sometimes yeah, sometimes I'll sing the songs that he wrote during the adventure. You know, and he'll sing them. We'll sing them together. Like we get online and we start improving these crazy songs together. And uh, this has to be streamed. Oh, it's it's yeah. We've said that sometimes. You know, it's fun. We've had some <laughs> really. We we've we've got some very cool encounters. Rob, during one of our campaigns, there was a bugbear. Was it a bugbear? I'm pretty sure it was a bugbear, and he he was able. Uh, no, no, yeah, it was a bugbear. He he killed it. Well, he helped kill it by wrapping a blanket around its head. Uh, <laughs> he, like he's this crazy, like kind of stupid. You know, we were, we recently had this thing with an ogre where I cast command upon it and I made it grovel in front of us and it groveled in front of Rob's character and Rob's character's stupid so he thought that it was real because he didn't know I had this spell because it was a new spell I had 
And so he thought, so he decided he was going to ride it. So he got on its back because he thought it was, he had this, <laughs> and it threw him against a rock. And like, it was just this whole thing. And he and I got into this fight about it. I was like, what are you doing? You know, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> it's been a fun, it's been fun uh, doing that campaign with those guys. So the situation is about the same. They're getting maybe a bit worse, right? Yeah, yeah, a little worse. But we'll, we'll you know, we'll get through it. Um, we've had yeah. to tighten things up a little bit here locally. But, yeah, it's, you know, we, we're kind of, I mean, I said this about, <laughs> this is, I said this about, it's kind of unfortunate that America's had more waves of coronavirus than we've had of feminism. Like, <laughs> we're, in we're in the third <laughs> wave of COVID, and there's only been two waves of feminism in America. Uh, but anyways, uh, it's just like we're in our third wave. We may have a fourth. It's, you know, whatever. It's, it's, it's horrible, but we're, we're trying to adjust. We're trying to be responsible about it, um, you know. And uh, a big part of that means being responsible about our gaming, but it opens up new opportunities. Uh, so I, I like it. You know, I, I have to say, I've, I've, there's a lot to, to positive to take away from it. How about change? What do you think about change? Is uh, it good or bad or I, I th situational? I think it's good. I think it's good. Now, you know, there are some that would... Uh, I mean, for me, right, change is like... It, to say it's good or bad or anything, it's like saying, is the sun good or bad? Is is the wind good or bad? <laughs> you know, it's a force of nature. It's going to happen. The entire nature of experience is about change, right? Every moment mm -hmm. is a change from the moment that came before. Um, obviously, I'm. I know what you mean. I'm. 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 Uh, but I think that that sort of parsing those words is a bit, you know, pedantic. But the the fact is, is that that's the reality. Like change will happen. And mm -hmm. you have to, you have to accommodate it. You have to embrace it. There are there. Are, I've I've experienced a lot of bad change in my life in recent years, mm -hmm. and the most important lesson I had to draw from that was that change is. It is not good or it is not bad, but it is. And so your response to it, the way you you deal with it, is what is good or bad. And so mm -hmm. I think of change as a good thing because provides me an opportunity to assess my experience, to think about the ways I can alter and affect the ways I respond to the things around me, the ways I feel about the things around me, the, 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 my perceptions in a way that will allow me to grow. You know, mm -hmm. I just, I think life is about growth. Life is about, it is about changing and, and, and getting closer to the better, to what, makes you happy you know always striving mm -hmm. for that and letting every moment sort of be its own thing you know there's a there's an eastern philosophy that that sort of says an important part of a good a, a, a balanced experience is mindfulness and equanimity being mm -hmm. aware of yourself and the place within the world around you and so that that's an important part of that is like change happens and you have to dance in the rain you know you have to just sort of mm -hmm. be okay with it and uh and 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 balance you know the balance of sort of finding sort of comfort but also being okay with the sadness that change brings the the, the stress the anxiety that it brings like being okay with the fact mm -hmm. that that is telling me something if i'm feeling anxiety or tension or sadness it's driving me towards something pay attention to that mm -hmm. so you can get what you need to out of it you know 
every every moment is a teacher a, a stone even a stone can be a teacher and so mm-hmm. let the change teach you something is i guess the way i think about it you know and uh and i think a lot of people resist change and i think that's to their detriment you know i think they they if you because it's going to happen it's it's a force mm-hmm. it's a force of nature and so you can no longer you can no sooner stand against changes you can stand against the the waves crashing against you you know uh mm-hmm. so why not embrace it why not move with it you know I, I, I'm quoting so much bull garbage, but I, I, am, I think of like that, Bru- <laughs> that Bruce Lee statement, you know, be like water, you know, mm-hmm. be water. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a force of nature. It's a good yeah. description for it. How about on a global scale? Do you think that there will be some changes due to this year? Huh. That is going on. That's now. a good or, point. Or in so- societies. Yeah, I think that we're going to have to change to accommodate this. I'm hoping that we can. Here's the thing: it's creating what what this COVID has done is it has sort of it has broken down the barriers of space. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when we live remotely and we live virtually, we have to let that. My mind on that is let's embrace that. Let's let that bring us closer mm-hmm. together. Let's let that be a force that unifies us on ideas and allows us to feel closer to each other because now space means less to us than it used to. And so mm-hmm. why don't we use that as an opportunity to sort of break down some of the, the barriers that space imposes upon us? Um, I guess that's my hope, you know, uh, and, and, you know, as I, I, get to play games with friends that live thousands of miles away from me on a, on a meta level. That's really cool for me on a, on a, on a macro level. That's cool for me on a meta level. I hope that that can open up opportunities for all of us to feel a little closer to each other. Mm -hmm. That's actually very well, well put. Yeah. Um, do you think that you yourself have changed in the process of, let's say, within a year since you left the show. Yeah. I hope so. Do you see a change in yourself? Yeah, I, I, I hope so. Um, I, I, I definitely feel like in mid-age, middle-age, which I'm beyond, but, but middle-age nonetheless, you feel, you feel the, the stasis of your... You, you, you fall into your routines and you become sort of, you know inured to sort of what things are and and i think when things shake your life up a little bit that's an opportunity for you to change i hope i've changed this year i hope i've become uh i've I've, the big thing that i hope that i've done i think i've done this year is i have let go of control i have Mm -hmm. let things happen to me without feeling a need to enforce my will upon them uh, mm-hmm. I have let things sort of be. I have sort of allowed my life not feeling a need to exert so much power over it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that has been the goal of my last year on, uh, from a point of view of self-improvement. And I hope that I've done more on that. I think I have. Um, I think COVID sort of stuck its head in there and said, hey, buddy, you know what? You're working on that. Let's work on it harder, <laughs> you know? Um, and so uh, I've been 
you know, trying to, to let myself let could go of, of a lot of things, um, let go uh-huh. of control, let go of the need to mask, you know, like to, to, to feel like a thing has to be the way that I want it to be. Like, let it be its own way. Um, and find a way to sort of find the joy or the happiness or the value in that. So, um, yeah, that, that's been – I hope I've changed in that way. I hope I've grown towards that. That's sort of where I'm – that's sort of my over – my big goal right now. I'm, I'm working on it still uh, and will continue to work on it. But that's been a goal, and I hope I'm closer to that this year. Mm-hmm. How about in the future? What do you expect from the future? Oh, heavens. What do you see – coming to you yeah well i hope that i'm able to keep creating i value myself as i always have felt like that's what i am like if i were to call you know i'm a creator i love to Mm -hmm. take ideas i love to put something into the world i like to sort of uh, you know take a notion or a concept that i have and come up with a mm-hmm. way to sort of talk about it to other people so that maybe they can understand it better or so that maybe they can build upon that idea or or whatever so mm-hmm. that's my goal for the next year is to keep creating to keep building upon something to keep a positive force to not let inertia take hold you know of me it's that's sort of that is my that is my nemesis is my is inertia i i am inclined towards it it is sort of the the negative force that that exerts itself upon me and i you know i can very easily find myself in a particular you know uh situation and just feel like i've got to stay there and i think that is you know be it laziness be it comfort be it stability and so my whole goal uh It, for the future is to resist that and to keep creating, to keep making things, mm-hmm. you know, even if they're not good, just do something, just, just put something out into the world. Keep, keep, keep doing that. So that's my hope for the next, for the future is to, to keep driving towards that in some way. Like, and a big part of like, I want to help promote other in the board game industry. I want to help other creators. Mm-hmm. I want to be available to, you know, if people want people like me to be on a show, I'll do it, you know, If people need advice about starting a show or working on their show, I hope to put it out there. You know, if you want to reach out to me, you can always reach out to Blue Peg Pink Peg, you know, Blue Peg Pink Peg at gmail.com um, and let them know that you want to get in touch with me. I still get all those emails. They'll forward them to me. I'll get back to you. You know, I'll answer your questions. I'll lend my support. I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a signal boost if I can, you know, such as it is. Um, I'll do mm-hmm. whatever I can to support other people who want to create, you know. Um, it's, it's, it's a value, and, and I think I've got some experience that I can pass on to others, and, uh, and I want to be able to do that. So, you know, I want to – my future and sort of the role I want to keep playing is building up other people. I want to I – I want to – buff others you know i'd love to be a cleric you know like i want to i want to help other people succeed to the extent that i can so um if anyone wants that if anyone needs that you know reach out i'll be happy to do whatever i can yeah i remember when this apple podcasts asked that what is a podcast that you suggest in twitter at 
maybe last year or something, you wrote my name there and <laughs> or this podcaster, and I really thought that you made a typo there or something. No, no, I didn't. I, yeah, yeah, you replied like that. But when I saw that, I thought that now I don't have to do podcasting anymore. <laughs> that I've reached my goal. That my favorite podcast said that I've, <laughs> I'm to be recommended. So oh, well, that's kind. That was that, kind of that's super interesting, kind of and it's it was out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, I want to do that, and I mean, look. Look, if you're uh, if you've got quality, I want to let people see it. Your show, like I, I noticed it. I don't know how it came on my radar, but I, I it popped on my radar, and I was like, "This is good stuff." No, more people need to kind of know about this guy out in Finland talking about games. Like it's important, uh, you know. And so that was what I wanted to do, and I want to keep doing that. It's very much my aspiration to to promote and support others who are doing good stuff, who are putting their heart in their work. That's the thing. The, the thing I value the most is earnestness. People who aren't mm-hmm. afraid to be honest, but not just honest, truthful, like we all aspire to be, but honest about their experience and their mm-hmm. affection or their whatever, not feeling you don't, I don't, I want to eliminate cynicism. I want to, to, but not by discouraging it. It can be what it is, but by encouraging positivity uh, that's really what I want to be able to try to do. And so that was a big part of what promoting your show is about and other shows too. I, I, I don't have as much of a platform as I used to have, but I have access to it. I can certainly, you know, have the guys, uh, you know, do a little, like one of the things when I was in charge of the blue peg, pink peg Twitter is I spent a lot of energy promoting other stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, we have a certain number of followers, pretty big number of followers on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I was always like I wanted to find things that otherwise might slip under the radar and give them a chance to, you know, again, our, our, our influence isn't great, but it's something. And I figure why not? If you don't lend your voice to it, then why not? You know, so that was very much a thing I tried to do when I was moderating the, the Twitter feed. Um, but I still have mm-hmm. access to it. Um, and uh, and so it's, I'm happy to do that. Yeah. I think you found out about me when I asked that will you be coming to UK Games Expo. I don't remember was it 2019 or 18. And that's right. You couldn't come because I I said that I'm going to my first convention. Will you come there so I can get to see you for the first time ever? That, I think that's right. Not I going think, to come to US. I think that's right. And and so I I got to I was like, well, who is this guy? So I checked out your stuff. I was like, I like it. It's worth it's worth promoting. It's good stuff. Ah, okay. Thanks. Yeah. So it was worth reaching out, asking a- if I can see you at absolutely. some point in my life. <laughs> and I will, I will say, uh, my intention is to get out there. Uh, you know, uh, because of COVID, I've had to uh, put a bunch of vacations on hold. So I'm taking my kids mm-hmm. on a big trip. We're going somewhere uh, big. And I will be, I will one day make it out to UK Games Expo. Uh, mm-hmm. It'll. I, I love England. As a matter of fact, if I do it, I bet you Jeremy. I can get Jeremy to go with me. I bet you we would it'd make a fun yeah. guys trip. Um, yeah, that's that's what I was suggesting to you yeah. because it seems like it would be perfect match for you too. Sure, sure, yeah. And we do that. We do do. We Jeremy and I will go to cons occasionally together, and he's he's a good con buddy for sure. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think one day we will we'll fly out to you because that's that's the the international convention more so than Essen. I think Essen's more about selling and it's a so yeah yeah it's like a selling point and uk games expo is like origins it's about the same size also and it's about gaming and yeah 
seeing people. Yeah, and that's, in my opinion, at least I've been there two times, and and we really love it as a family. We want to go there. We wanted, we were going this year also, but yeah, it didn't happen. We couldn't. And they have Legoland in the city for kids. Legoland Adventure oh. Park, and then they have Sea Life. So last time we went there, and it was lovely. Yeah. Well, I will be going. Uh, it is on my list, and uh, and when I go, we will coordinate it so that you go at the same time. And uh, and we get to hang out because I would love to do it. There's a lot of people who uh, who I want to to hang with at UK Games mm-hmm. Expo. So I'll make it one day uh, when the world allows. But as I, but also like I'm going to be doing a big trip with the kids once the world frees up. I've got a lot yeah. of money. Like I've put I, I have a little you know I have a travel fund that I always keep you know for because I love travel. Mm-hmm. And this one mm-hmm. it's. It's gotten kind of big because I haven't gone in a, on a trip in a year and a half. So, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're, when we and you're you're earning a lot more money. Like I you am, said. I am. So when we when we go, yeah. we're gonna get to, you know, I I, I definitely want to make it out to, you know, I I've got a desire to go to to all of the to Finland, but to the entire like northern part of of uh, of Europe, you know, mm-hmm. um, that's very much on my list. Um, I think our next trip may be me and my kids have really been wanting to go to Spain. Um, so that mm-hmm. may be our next trip. But um, also my son really wants to go to Tokyo. Um, but I think I may make Tokyo a few years out because of this summer. You know, they're going to be hosting the the summer games. And that just doesn't mm. seem like a good time to go. But anyways. Yeah. Um, go to Lapland for Christmas. Oh man! Santa I, lives here in Finland. I, he doesn't live in North Pole. He lives here in Korvatunturi. I know. So you can go and meet him. I know. I know. The thing about so the thing about um, one thing about Finland that I really uh, the food is so remarkable, right? You guys have such incredible. Uh, that's the one thing I'm really kind of excited about doing. You know, so many of the interesting sort of salted foods and that sort of stuff. Like, it, it, there's a lot of like interesting. You guys have very interesting sort of. Uh, like culinary traditions, right? We ha- we have game things here, and then we have uh, fish foods and some very. It the kitchen is quite basic. It but is. They are tasty. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's thing. I I love food, and uh, I love interesting sort of you know you know food I haven't had before. And again, it's a big part of sort of, a big part of culture is is tied up in sort of the ways that they eat and they gather around food and, and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So. But anyways, yeah, it's it's definitely on my list of things to do. And when I come, I will I expect uh, you know a night of games. That's that's on that's on my <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, welcome. Excellent. <laughs> or we arrange something. Maybe we make a convention when you come. <laughs> I'll I'll be there. Love it. Uh, we have a game club at the university. Actually, we could make a bigger evening happen. That'd be great if you would like. It. Yeah, that might be possible. Do you have anything else to add? No, I think that's about it. Uh, I, I do want to say, you know, I want to reiterate, just, you know, p- support your creators. You know, I really think it means a lot to uh, the people who put their, their cells out there. It, it's, mm-hmm. it touches me and it really, it makes our hobby special. We are, we are, yes. we are connected. And I think that really is a great people who put the energy in to do that, to create that for us, to create that community. We've got to support them. And uh, and so it's important to me. Um, and uh, and I, I think we are, have a unique thing here. There is 
there's so it's so weird that like this little niche of people get together and and create community and support each other and support this thing and get together around these little totems on a table and <laughs> and and experience something together it's just so unique and uh and i'm i'm really proud of it so uh, you know I, I thank you for what the role you play in in building it, and uh, and I say that to all creators. You know, you guys do something special, and we owe you a debt of gratitude. Um, it means a lot. So that's all I got to add. If you if you want to reach out to me, please. You know, check out if you haven't checked out Blue Peg Pink Peg, check it out. They're a great group of guys. You can find I'm on 150 some episodes of it, so you can hear hundreds of more hours of me banter about nothing. Um, and I will banter about nothing. If you haven't listened to the show, just understand <laughs> that there may well be a conversation about egg-flavored bubble gum, um, as there was in our last episode. Or there may be a conversation yeah, about... Yeah, helicopters or vapor locks. Yeah, vapor locks or, or helicopters. Like, it, 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 you're, in for a, you're in for a ride, baby. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but if you want, you know, check it out. Uh, and, uh, and, but if you need anything, if you ever are looking for support... Uh, or anything that I can do. If there's any way I can help anybody wanting to create content or or anything like that, just let me know. And uh, bluepegpinkpeg at gmail.com. They'll send the email on to me. Just put Patrick in the in the in the reline, and they'll make sure that I get it. And uh, and I'll get back to you. Uh, that is, I've I've never failed on that promise. And uh, and so just let me know. Um, and I'm happy to help. So that's all I would, would add, I guess. I, I want to thank you for having me. It's been a great honor. Yeah. And now uh, I have to add that to what Patrick said, especially to podcasters, we don't get any comments to our podcast feed or anything. It's really difficult. So basically you can only give the comments in Twitter or somewhere. So please do that. Yes. Unless the podcast has a Discord or Slack channel or other way to yeah, or, have a or community. Yeah, or a, blue ca- blue, a BGG guild or whatever. But reach yeah. out to your p- creators. Um, and, uh, and I expect after this episode releases, there will be reviews of this show. I will review it. But I'm going to let other people... Even I, one is enough. I want the rest of you to get <laughs> out there and review this show. Five stars, baby. No, honestly. If you think five it's one stars, star, baby. it's one star. If you think <laughs> it deserves five stars. <laughs> Thank you, but you have to be honest. Yes. Please don't review five stars. five stars if you don't think it's five stars. <laughs> five stars, because it deserves it's it. It's not trustworthy. I, I agree with. I agree. Yeah, but it's not trustworthy. I, I agree. I agree. You, Rate it like you want, but it deserves five stars. <laughs> that that I can agree. It's your opinion, but I don't understand why people say that give us five stars all the time. Because then, if everything is five stars, it kind of it skews the whole I don't thing. Know. Yeah, it's 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 it makes yeah. it meaningless. It makes it. I agree. It's totally yeah. meaningless. There should be other ratings. Cause, cause the reality is, is that when it comes to iTunes ratings, there are two ratings that people give, five or one. One and five. That's it. Yeah. There's no in between. They either just want to troll yeah. it or they want to like give your honest rating. I agree with that. I'm gonna give it five yeah. stars because I think it's a five star show. Okay, thank you. But now I have to add that this was the second time that we recorded this first part. <laughs> we did. And now we're we're moving into top nine lists soon that we recorded yesterday evening, and this is yep. on the following day. Yeah, we uh, so we I, I we might repeat some things that are in the 
Sure. Next section. Sure, sure. Because we, we we apologize for that. There was a glitch in the recording. Yeah. What happened okay. was I'm just going to tell everybody. I did not hit record. Well, you don't. Actually, you don't I, I hit you record. Don't have to give no, no. I, like, <laughs> I want to be forthright. I hit record and then I hit record again, which turned off the recording. So I was recording when we were prepping up. So that's recorded. And then the entire episode was not recorded because I hit the button wrong. So, anyways, we're doing it again. I'm a professional, baby. <laughs> there are some changes now in the content. This is a bit longer, but I don't think it matters sure, that much sure. to the listeners. They don't know the yeah. previous version anyway. Sure. <laughs> but thank you for doing this, and let's go to the top nine. Excellent. Is it recording now? It is. It is. <laughs> All right. This week we have a top nine of brain burn games or heavy games. Or what topic did you choose? Well, so I, I yeah, it's kind of brain burners heavy are kind of synonymous to me, right? Because the the heavy games, the games that have a lot of complexity, typically are the types that really get me like my 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 wheels just burning. Um, thinking about a lot of sort of mechanics to balance. Uh, that work together. So again, kind of in line with the fact that I'm converting my collection over to this uh, this this heavier weight, you know, trying to get rid of the lightweight stuff and put in some heavier weight stuff. This is really where my thinking has really been focused. These are the type of games that mm -hmm. I really find most gratifying. They really kind of challenge me, uh, and they let me kind of you know, think about. And I love the design, just the beauty of the design of a, a game with a lot of moving parts. Is just something that really appeals to me. So that's kind of where I went at it from. You know, as I, I tested them against the complexity ratings on Board Game Geek, I think all of them have a four rating or higher. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, and so that that was kind of where I went from. But it's not necessarily. They don't have to be a highly complex game. They're just a game that really make my brain melt. And typically, that's mm -hmm. because of games that have a heavier weight to them. All right. How did you? rank your list and how did you qualify the games or did you shortlist some number of games or how yeah, did you make yeah, it? Yeah, I did. I came up with a list of about 30 games and these aren't necessarily ranked in any particular order, though I will tell you the, my favorites at the end. Uh, they're not, mm -hmm. There's no real ranking, but they, they, what I did was I, I came up with about 30 games of this type that I really, really like and then I started mm -hmm. eliminating stuff based upon preference, but then also based upon representativeness, right? So, mm -hmm. for example, I have I had several Vital Lacerda titles on there, and so I took mm -hmm. those off uh, so that I had one that was kind of my favorite. I had a bunch of Uwe Rosenberg titles on there, uh, a couple of Eklund titles on there. So I, I, I ended mm -hmm. up kind of getting something that represented that. Uh, some favorite publishers, like I really like What's Your Game, so I put a kind mm -hmm. of my favorite What's Your Game title on there mm -hmm. um so that was kind of what i did i wanted to get some diversity though i will say there is a well i i i don't want to spoil it but there's one sort of kind of core theme or mechanic that that definitely dominates within my my list mm -hmm. uh and and I'll, I'll i'll once we get to the end of it i'll i'll sort of maybe reveal what that is but that's kind of how i did it all right what about you how, how did you how did you select yours uh, I thought that it's this brain-burning, the topic, and I thought that which games are AP-inducing to me, so which ones make me freeze and make me think a lot. And 
I had quite a few games, but because this is now the eighth list that we are making, or I'm making, um, I had to disqualify the ones that I used earlier. I wanted to do that. So there are a few missing. There's six games on earlier lists that would have been on this list. Well, and yeah. then there's two that are too old for me to remember. Like I played them so long time ago that I don't remember them. Right. But I think my number one is the one that I remember the best freezing me <laughs> a okay. lot. Because I, I just played it last week. But And I, I respect that about your yeah. list to, to like not have repetition. Because I do like, I very much like when I share stuff. I mm. it, back in when we did the show, I would very rarely, rarely want to talk about things twice, which is kind of weird mm. because like that presumes that people listen to the entire canon of our stuff. But I always want to introduce people <laughs> yeah. to new things. Like I always want to sort of, you know, I don't want to tread ground I've already talked about before. Like that's a very stylistically where I differed from my co-host in that um, I always wanted to bring something new to the audience. They liked a lot of like repetition and to talk about things over long periods of time. Like it's mm. just it's stylistically where I, I, I always want to bring something new to people kind of in the in the theme of change. Um, but anyways, I, I, I respect that a lot about your list. Yeah. Also, because I just recorded my top 90 games of all time, these will not be in the order of which one I like the most. It will be the most bad to my brain <laughs> in yeah. a way that what makes me freeze the most. Yeah. Also, somehow, according to the. Um, how much I like them, but it's some kind of a symbiosis. I felt like this is the correct order. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any honorable mentions that you want to say? Yeah, I, I do. List? Because of the fact that I had to, to get rid of some stuff uh, that I like, uh, I want to keep throwing out there. So so one of them was, um, let's see, uh, Fields of Aural. I think that is a great mm. brain-burning two-player game. It's very unique in the way that it... it I mean, it's not unique for Uwe Rosenberg. There's a million actions you can take, oh. and that's how he does his <laughs> games. But it's unique for a two-player game, and I love the way that that game sort of uh, does action selection and, and you know, just, I mean, there's so many things you can do in every Uwe Rosenberg game. That game is very much mm -hmm. uh, uh, paradigmatic of that. Love that game, but I did, I did end up taking it off for another Uwe Rosenberg game. Uh, mm -hmm. I, uh, I, I, Signore... Uh, what's your your n game title that I, I that fell off of the list because there's another one that I like more, but I like that game. Mm -hmm. I like the action selection. I like the way the different you know the male and female meeples uh, do their different things and work in different ways. I really really like that a lot. Uh, and then yeah. finally, uh, I I took off uh, Macau uh, because of the fact that it wasn't quite heavy enough. And but I love mm -hmm. the the compass rose. I love the planning mm -hmm. that goes into that game. I think it's really a neat mechanic that I don't see uh, used as much as as it, it as it is. Like, that's just such an innovation, neat innovation. Uh, so, anyways, yeah. those are a few of my honorable mentions that I really really like, but they didn't quite make the cut. I had this um, the two old games that I've played too long time ago are Age of Empires three and Dominant Species and. Especially the Age of Empires, it was earlier in my playing career, so right. to say, and it became like a chess because the other players had played it earlier and wanted to win, and it just took so long, and it was somehow, somehow, I don't know why was it difficult. It's not a heavy game, but it was somehow very difficult for me to play, and Dominant Species seemed impossible to plan beforehand yeah, <laughs> or, or to do anything proper, and now I just came up with the third one lignum i've played it once oh wow and that was that was a bit 
Uh, you need to plan everything. You do. You I do. need to play it. I, I need to play it again. I really like the game, but I don't know how much I liked it after first play. I've only played it once. Right. So, so I that, totally forgot it. That's an interesting one. That, that so, all of your honorable mentions were on my list. First of all, um, Dominant mm-hmm. Species was definitely. I should have probably made it an honorable mention as well. I love that game. It is. It is so golly. It, but you're right. Someone can wreck your day in that game. They they bring that 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 tundra in there. Or they they you know ice over an area, and you are just ruined. And you can't plan ahead. And it's complex. Every choice is so difficult. And you you it comes to your turn, and you've got to reassess the entire board state. Um, that game, but I love that game. And then uh, yeah, and then Lignum, I played a lot. Um, and the thing that's so cool about that game, right? The core action, sort of, of just moving around the path, is yeah. so simple, right? It's this little mandala, yeah. you know, or this little rondelle, basically, that you, you... That's super simple. But the advanced planning that everything requires will lock your brain up. It's such a... Yeah. It's such a lurker. Um, and I, I remember I played that... The last time I played that, I played it with Isaac, Isaac Childress. And he crushed me so bad. It was <laughs> ridiculous how much he destroyed us. He ruined us. That guy is such a monster. It was so funny how just he, I mean, I'm pretty good at Lignum. And he embarrassed me. So anyways, <laughs> love that game. Yeah. The other games that I had to rule out because of the earlier lists are Anachrony, Spirit Island, 1830, Vinyos, Kanban, and War of the Ring. And those all are almost all would have been in top nine of this list. Your, your, your game, your game taste is now. perfect. You have the most <laughs> impeccable... So I, 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 you and I are like totally simpatico when it comes to board game taste. Like everything you mentioned yeah. is, is, is totally in my, my wheelhouse. You know, I was going to say that we will probably have a lot of crossover because I don't know if you listen to probably you haven't listened to but I made this top 90 list and I, there's I the intro some of it, episode. Yeah. There's the intro episode so I compare my taste to 14 other uh, podcasters tastes and one of them is you. Oh really? And our match is our match is 92%. Oh you yeah. We only had three games in your top 50 that I don't like. Three? And everything else. I eat. Which yeah, ones don't you three. like? Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, you... Uh, wait, wait. So, some I haven't played, but I also gave you a, like a match. If It's a game I haven't played, but I want to play it. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I probably, of the games in my top list, you don't like, probably don't like Libertalia? No, I do. You do? Okay. Uh, yeah. Let me see. Because there's, that, that's one of the, I'm trying to think about co- games in my list that are kind of outliers. 49... F- 49, 45, and 36. Oh, really? I'm not in it right now. What, what are they? What are they? <laughs> Trua, Game of Thrones, and Great Western Trail. You don't like Great Western Trail? No, I, I've only played it once, and it felt solved because so, so it just... I, I got so good score, and there was nothing... I mean, I didn't find anything new to do in the game. I right. thought that, no, it's fine, but it's overrated. Yeah, so here's my. That's interesting that that you you take that because I did not like Great Western Trail that much. I was I gave it the lowest rating of all of us when we reviewed it, and I mm-hmm. was kind of lukewarm to it. 
And then I had a buddy who got the expansion, and he just insisted and kept insisting that I play it. And I kept playing and kept playing with him. That game is one of the games that has grown in my esteem the most. It would have been mm -hmm. nowhere within, not within shouting distance of my top 50 when I first played it. Mm -hmm. But it really, really grew on me. The expansion is essential. It's absolutely essential. It, it required, mm -hmm. that's where the choices really come. Um, they sh it should have been in the base game. Um, mm -hmm. I, would I would encourage you to give it another go um, and just kind of, uh, I think you might find it, 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 because at least for me, I really was just kind of so-so on it, but it really, really uh, grew in my esteem. Um, so anyways, but that, that, I can see that. That's a fair, that's a fair uh, uh, assessment. Well, you want to get into to what our, you want me to start or you want to start? Uh, I have one more oh, um, honorable mention. Honorable mention, and this is people think that this is a light game, but this is Prolopolis, and um, it's light if you just try to put the cards to the, I mean to the table if you play it solo. But if you try to win the game, mm -hmm. it can sometimes make you AP so much. I played it forty minutes one time because I wanted to win. I was annoyed to the game because I couldn't win the solo. I don't know if you've played it, but. Mm -mm. It was so annoying. I got so stuck with the game. What's it called? It's just 18 cards. Sprawlopolis. Oh, Sprawlopolis. Yeah, I've it played is, that. I've played yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. It, it, there's an it optimal It throws me play. so bad when I wanted to win. Sprawlopolis absolutely has. There is. The thing that makes Sprawlopolis AP, uh, uh, I totally agree with you, is there is an optimal play. If a computer played that game, it would get the most points. Like, you can max out the points on that yeah. game. No doubt about it. And there's a lot of options. You've got to calculate a lot of things to figure it out. I can totally see that. Yeah. But people think it's not heavy, but it can really freeze you. I agree. And, yeah, we go one by one, nine from nine to one. All right. And until now, we've had this, um, how can I say, tradition. You can do your voice acting now because the guest has... Yep. Being allowed to try to be Eric Summerer and announce yep. the number. Yep, but, I got it. But you I got can it. do your way. I got it. I got you it. You can do the voice acting. Yep. Change your voice or whatever you want. All right. I be got it. Verbling and or. I, I was ready for so this. You announce the number. Ah, okay. So I was you ready prepared. for this. Number <laughs> nine. That's it, right? Uh, that, that's it, right? Yeah, yeah. Number nine. <laughs> so. Yeah, go on. For my number nine, I thought that was pretty. I, I, I was expecting a little more. You like saying, "Wow, that was incredible!" But that's not. Okay. That's not, that's not. <laughs> so my number Happy nine, <laughs> my number nine is a a Spielworks title uh, by Rola Costa. I think is the designer. Uh, it's hard to get, um, and I don't have it. Though a friend of mine does, and I get to play it with him, and I really, really love playing it. It's Yinzi. Uh, mm -hmm. It is a. Uh, it is a. It's set in, in ancient China, I believe, and the players have to build factories and then build fields or various resources in order to supply those factories to 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 supply markets. There's some really interesting. You get nine cards. You play all nine of those cards throughout the course of the game to various action spaces. They tell you how strong or how many actions you can take on a particular turn. There's a lot of. Uh, interesting sort of interplay of bonus actions you've got a lot of things you have to do as far as planning out harvesting stuff you can use other people's factories so there's ways that you can plan out so that other people are using your factory uh there's a war element that kind of has a 
everybody has to contribute to that sort of got adds a little interesting choices to the game. It's just a neat, really densely packed game, cool market economy that I just love. I love the way it works together. I I love every time this friend and I are in person together, we always play that game and uh and I just think it's a great title. I think it's really just got a really cool style. I just I love it. It's just it 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 melts me into a puddle every time and I just love playing it. So that's Yinzi by Spielworks. It's interesting game. I haven't played it it was at one point it was in discount in Philibert I think they were selling the Spielberg games yeah on discount but I chose between that and Captains of the Gulf and I took Captains of the Gulf no, that's and a good choice by the I way don't know. there's a yeah. there's a there's a <laughs> new know, he's a got a game. uh Jason's got a new title coming out with uh with Spielberg yeah 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 I, I noticed it should come next year I think yep I want to play Yinzi when I have the chance, but I don't have any friends who yeah. <laughs> are into Spielberg's titles. Yeah. I'm the heavy heavy gamer in this. Well, next time, at next, least currently. Uh, when when the world opens up, I have plans to travel to Europe. When I do, mm-hmm. I'll have to. We'll have we'll get together and we'll play. I'll, I'll I will pack Yinzi in my. I'll get a copy. Pack Yinzi in my bag. That'll be the one thing I'll carry. I will pay the <laughs> the price. I will give up the luggage space so we you and I can play. All right. Uh, so welcome if you come to Finland. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. All right, my number nine is. Um, I didn't say a moment ago. I I had eight and nine on my list games that I thought that I might not be able to explain enough. They were Crystal Palace and Pret Aporte, hmm. but I didn't remember that why I froze in them. But this one, number nine, is Trajan, and this is. It's not a heavy game. It's not a difficult game. But when you try to make combo with the pieces on your board when you try to make it so that they combo and you get extra accents and extra everything you might freeze a few times and i've noticed that with this mankala mechanism it might be a bit (laughs) bad for me especially in multiplayer games two player it's fine but if there's more it's sometimes unbearable (laughs) it is a it is a game that will lock you up that that mankala trying to put together the combos of the the cubes to get your Trajan actions out. It is, and it, it can really, you're right, the game's not overly complex as far as the options that available to you, but that one element, yeah. that one mechanic can really lock you up. Uh, and just like the numbers and counting everything out and thinking through the combinations and setting up the plays for the future rounds. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's Especially setting up the plays. If you try to, you, you move this now and then you move this and then you move this, you can think like three turns in advance. Absolutely. And, Taking those turns that way, you think the advanced turns, they might take long because you have so many options to choose and what to think and how to do and everything. Yeah, you're right. That's a good choice. It's a good choice. And it's a good game, too. It's a good game. Yeah. All right. We ready? Ready for number eight? Yeah, yeah. Number eight. All right. Wow. There you go. That's that's what I was looking for. (laughs) Uh, So my number eight is my capstone title uh that i love capstone and i'm telling you what this is they are killing it this year uh they have some great yes. titles out this year i've loved and last year yeah yeah I mean, they, they've, they've had a few games that sort of fell flat for me but generally speaking if it's if if uh, clay you know selects it and wants to bring it out and wants to publish it you know you, you mentioned crystal palace that's a great great mm-hmm. title 
Um, but this one is uh, the Stefan Risthaus uh, title Arkwright. Uh, mm-hmm. It is probably my favorite uh, engine builder game of all. Um, the way the market economy, the employment economy works is really hard to, to plan out. It really requires a lot of forethought. The way you can split off in different directions, it, it feels, I, I think Food Chain Magnet is a great game. Uh, in, in its way, but it's got some very, very optimal plays um, that, that makes it uh, less than ideal play game, in my mind. Um, Arkwright does that better. It gives you your choices. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can select how you want to go and how you want to develop your industry uh, through the various upgrades. Um, I just love the game. I, I, I love playing it. I love the the layout of the style of the game I just think it's a great title so Arkwright uh, by Stefan Risthaus just a spectacular brain melting game I have three questions for you sure what's your favorite player number for this for Arkwright probably three mm-hmm have you played uh, City of the Big Soldiers no not yet not at all I haven't I want to have you played any 18xx games uh, yes, I have played some 18xx games. Uh, I've played uh, 1833, 1844, I think is what it's called. Um, an old mm-hmm. lookout title. Uh, and I've played some of the light 18xx, you know, like Irish Rail and such. Um, I think I might like 18xx games. And I've heard, my friends have yeah. told me that I will love City of the Big Shoulders. You will, but uh, play it with the expansion. Okay. Because I've been playing it in board game arena now like three times oh. they just got it in the summer yep it works very well but because it doesn't have all the companies that come in the expansion it's a bit becoming a bit stale mm-hmm. in a way interesting but if you want if you if you want we can play it in board game arena actually. I, i'd be down for that it has, a, it has a good good um, implementation there and, and the last question uh, did you back the arc write the card game no i didn't know that it existed the, it was in Kickstarter at the end of summer. Oh, by yeah, I missed Gra- it. Grand Gamers Guild, I think. Really? Oh, they're one of the. I, yeah. sh- I feel bad. They're one of the sponsors of the show. <laughs> I know. That's why I asked. <laughs> no, but I'm in and, for. I'm into it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Grand Gamers Guild. Uh, I I think it was Grand Gamers Guild, but anyway, it was in Kickstarter, end of the summer. I didn't pack it because the. No, delivery costs were about the same as the game. Gotcha. <laughs> so I wait for the retail, but I will definitely get it. Oh, excellent. Well, uh, if, if if it is Ga- Grand Gamers Guild, I might reach out to them on your behalf. <laughs> yeah, I I thought that it would be enough if I comment on this Richard Simpsons, this We Are Not Wizards yeah. uh, <laughs> review. He had a great review on that, by the oh, way. Oh, really? If you ever have 10, 15 minutes of time in YouTube. He has a great video review. Oh, I should check it out. I you should check, check it, out. it out. Yeah, I was on his show a it, while it, back, it and I heard him on your show. You, he was the he was he was one of he did the nine. He did the change. He did one of these episodes. He's a great guy. Yeah, he 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 was the first one. Yeah, yeah. Because he, I was on his show, and he's the only one who took me as a guest. So I gave him the first spot. But he's I a, promised he, him. He's a good interviewer. I like him a lot. Yeah, and he's a great guy also. Yeah, he seems like it. And yeah. He he's so he has a good review on that. So what's your number eight? My number eight is Newton, and yep. 
Um, in my top 90 list, I said that this is not that difficult. It says 3.4 in board game geek. It is like 2.5. Then we played it four players, and I had to cancel what I said in the next episode. <laughs> But this is this is not that um, brain freezing. But when I play this kind of a game, where you choose the cards, I try to make the whole round ready. I mean, I plan so far ahead mm -hmm. that my turn can take a long time but then i play it the remaining turns um, quickly right right and this is that kind of a game that in some instances during the game it takes really a lot of brain power <laughs> to decide what you're doing next and the next and the next and then when you figure it out then you can execute it yeah it's a this is a very interesting style of game in my opinion from Cranio Creations and Simon Luciani and Nestor Mangone. And I tend to like their games, actually. Yeah. that's Not it. all, but most of them. Yeah. Um, well, it's interesting. You and I play very much the same way. I will have a... If the game allows for it. And that is, I will have a turn where it may take a while, but every for the next five turns after it, I will be, I will be the most efficient. It'll take me one second. Because I'm thinking through yeah. everything that comes forward and... And if I, you know, if it's not a game where there's a big change in game state, then I will, yeah. I will play. I, I'll get it all played out, and boom, 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 boom. You know, I like to try to like think whenever I can. I like to think about as many moves as I can because you know that's how the the interactions work. That's a great game. Newton is is uh, is one that I enjoy, and it can definitely lock you up for sure. Yeah, in in some spots, not the whole game, sure. but in some spots, sure. it can really freeze you. Sure. Number seven. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, for number seven, I'm going to go back to a classic. Uh, we talked about Uwe Rosenberg, uh, and uh, and this is La Havre, uh, probably my mm -hmm. favorite Uwe, Uwe Rosenberg title. Uh, I really like Fields of Arl, as I said. I really like uh, uh, Feast for Odin, but I just love all of the incredible options. All those cards. All those awesome mm. cards that come out, the buildings, all the neat buildings, the choices about, oh, and it's so punishing. That game, you mm -hmm. know, being able, I mean, it's <laughs> your classic feed the workers uh, and just uh, just thinking through having enough food and getting everything in place, trying to get those steel, those cruise liner ships out late in the game so you can get those big points, setting up the plays so you can take advantage of other people's building, building buildings so that other people will come to them. I just think it's a great game, super fiddly, a game that, in fact, I have the app for, and I like to play the app as much as I like to play it in person because of all the stuff to manage. But I mm -hmm. think Le Havre is a great game, and my Lord, the choices you have to make. This is, that game is just is punishing <laughs> and can really stress you out, but I love it. Now, this I forgot. This might have been at the bottom of my list yeah because this also you have to think a bit like when because the, you have different amount of turns in a round before the feeding especially so if you i like this with three i just played it two weeks ago or three weeks ago and two players have three turns and one has two if i remember right That's with right. three players so if you're the one with two Those two turns are really important, oh, especially yeah. if you have to feed. And the others have three, so you really have to <laughs> think what you're doing 
already on the previous round. Yeah. And that's really crunchy in this game, in my opinion, and it's very well done. Yes. I like it a lot. That is too. God, he's such a genius. So what's your yeah, what's your number seven? Definitely. My number seven is Five Tribes. Ooh. And this is not heavy game, but especially in the beginning of the Ooh, game. Yes. The earlier the game is, the more annoying it is because there are these meeples that you move. Again, this mangala mechanism at its best or the worst, depends how you <laughs> think. Sure. Uh, you, you move them. When you have this million of options on the board in the beginning of the game, your turns can take really, really long. And if your thought process is interrupted in a crucial place, you think again from the beginning and again. And again, and it's really annoying at some sometimes. Yeah. This is a two-player game for me, definitely, because of the bidding mechanism also that you have two turns. You can basically have four turns in a row if it goes like that, but usually it doesn't go like that. Yeah. But three is possible. And I really like this, especially the end game is really quick, uh -huh. but the beginning, Ooh. all the choices you have to think yeah this is this is a really good game and i want to play this very soon yeah yeah and, and I, I haven't played it for a while a game that that um that plays well by itself but benefits from most of its expansions i'm kind of ambivalent about the thieves yeah. the thieves expansion but the other expansions especially the the mountains they really yeah. they really can can just mess wreck you you know like it, it's getting around those mountains uh with that expansion is yeah, you're right about that. It, it is a game that has the interesting inverse sort of kind of mechanic of later in the game, it moves really, really fast because obviously there are fewer options available to you. But yeah, in that yeah. early game when you're trying to set up that big blue play or you're trying to, to maximize, get that right, you know, uh, gin, uh, it can be a real... And you're right. The, your game, you plan something out. This is a game that I, you know, I like to... Uh, with fun, curse, curse my, my, my opponents out uh, in, in creative and, and, and florid ways and, uh, mm. and, and, and all in good fun. Um, but, uh, but it is a game that definitely provokes me just being like you, you know, because they, it, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it'll, it'll, woof, they can, they can ruin, ruin your plan. You've been thinking about it. You got something going on. You're like, now, now I got to start completely over. Yep. A gr yeah. Great, great selection. Yeah, it would be good to have a stick so you can hit their fingers if they're trying to take. <laughs> no, trying no, to. no. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fun with two players because I play it with with the wife, but with three players it gets a bit brutal yeah. <laughs> and annoying. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. All right. Number six. Uh, so for my number six, uh, I went with another Spielworks title, uh, and that is mm -hmm. Deluvia Project by Alexandra Garcia. Uh, you know, by the way, that Arkwright is also Spielworks. Oh, what, what is? Arkwright is also original Spielworks. Oh, right, Spielberg. right, right, right. It is, it is, it is. Because most, yeah, that's right, that's right. I, I, I think about it as Capstone because of obviously I'm here in the U.S. But, yeah. But yeah, that's a Spielworks as well. I like Spielworks. I mean, actually, I think one, another, I think Spielworks, is, that may be a, 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 I, another one that didn't make it on my list that I really like is uh, Great Zimbabwe. I think that's a Spielworks title. Um, that's Plotter. Splotter. Okay. I like that, that game yeah. a lot, too. Um but Deluvia Project, this is a wonky little game with a cool little action selection mechanic where uh, you, you, you kind of select 
you know, very competitive, great interaction between the players as far as where you want, which actions you want to take and how you want to build up your floating uh, mechanism. The tile laying, it's really kind of thinky. You really have to think through kind of where things go. Um, I, I think it's innovative in just a lot of neat, interesting ways. Um, and it's just got such a weird look and feel to it. I think it's just such a strange little title, um, but just innovative in a lot of the best ways. So that's Deluvia Project by, by Alexandria Garcia. Just a fun, wonky little game. All right, I haven't played this. It's it's a good one. It's 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 weird. It's got the the ways that you you select your actions and and it impacts the ways that other players can select. It's just really kind of strange and and it's just. It, it's got this, the, you got to trace stuff through these different tiles that you lay. It's a neat game. It's really, really cool. Mm. My number six is, um, I think, third game that I wrote a review on. Actually, Crystal Palace was the first one that I ever wrote a review to Board Game Geek. And this is the third one. This is Cooper Island. And this is also from Capstone. Mm -hmm. And this is actually... Uh, Clay gave the game to me because they had a dented copy in Spiel and I asked that, can I get it? He said, that, is it okay if it's dented? I said, that, are you crazy? <laughs> of course, it's fine. <laughs> and mm, in this game, you have so many options and you don't have many workers to do the things with because you begin with two, if I remember right, and then you can get more. And they can become specialized workers and you have million things that you should do, <laughs> but you can't. You have only a few things that you can do during the whole game and you have to really think what to do at what time. And you have to have a clear goal in your mind that you try to reach during the game. And if you can't, then you're screwed because then you won't win the game unless the other players are bad <laughs> playing the game. But this is, I mean, you have to plan and then you have to execute the plan. And in a way, this makes the brain burn, but it makes the brain burn in a good way. Yeah. And I really like this game. Yeah, it's it's one of, I haven't played it yet. Um, I think the guys reviewed it. It's one of the few games that they reviewed that I didn't get to play with them. Um, and I really look forward to playing. They, they loved it. They just said it was a great little, uh, you know, again, just very taxing game but they really enjoyed it a lot mm. no this also had to be on the list because the topic of my review is forget sunburn on this island you brain burn <laughs> so it has to go to the list <laughs> all right let's see uh number number five so for my number five uh this is uh my uh what's your game entry uh, that is uh, mm -hmm. Nippon by Nuno Bizarro Santiero Erio and Paolo Saliedad. Uh, it's uh, it's probably I, I mean a lot of people I think like Madeira. That's another great what's your game title. But for me, Nippon, um, just the the ways that you have to the area control components of it, the sort of building up the capacity in your factories, making them able to produce these more complex you know, uh, goods, um, the, the, just the, the interaction between the players and the choices that other people make, the spaces that they take and how you want to take advantage, you know, get on the different islands and work your advantages. I just love this game. I think it really plays well. I think it ports well to, you know, BGA. Um, 
and uh, I, I just and I like the look of it. So I just think it's a really fluid and, and elegant game. Um, so Nippon by What's Your Game? That's probably my favorite of their titles. All right, I agree with you. Not being the favorite, but I agree with you. Which is your favorite? Um, You're a big What's Your Game guy. What's your favorite of theirs? Just hold hold on a moment. <laughs> uh, Nippon also, I played it in BGA in the summer, and I noticed that this timing, I, I mean, you have to really watch the other players. Uh-huh. You really have to watch the other players, and it was not that easy in BGA, so I screwed my own game because I was consolidating too slow. Gotcha. I mean, I was making for this big big consolidations and I screwed my own game but this is a great game and my favorite is Madeira which is my number five ah. and uh, I chose this because I think this has more how can I say this is more crucial because you only have three, three actions in your turn yep. unless you have uh, bread and workers to use for the pirate die and this is also by Nuno Bizarro Santiero and Paolo Soledad and I really like these designers. Yeah. They are one of my favorite designer pairing or group yep. or even among the single designers. Yep. And here you look at the map and think that what am I doing, what am I doing? Then you have certain dice that you can use <laughs> for certain actions and then you can adjust with the bread and such and the mo- the more often you play this the easier it becomes but the first place oof, it's it's ridiculously difficult to grok this game yeah. and you just have to in, even in the very beginning you have to choose very carefully what scoring tiles you take because you have to score everything that you take and you score six tiles during the whole game and it's <sighs> And you can't give anything for free for anyone. No. <laughs> so it's it's really, really annoying. We're actually playing with the guys from Punchbot Paradise and then Chris from uh, he's from Botswana Games Club and uh, Richie from the <laughs> Punchbot Paradise guys, he got this um, scoring the guilds two times and he has four guilds already so he will win that game because of that he got 40 points for free and 40 points <laughs> is more than half you get in this game about yeah or half you get in this game and yeah well it's interesting. this is really really brain burning game yeah the, but i really like it. yeah it's interesting you chose that because that's those are the two that i would probably flip-flop you know i mean i like signore yeah. but but madeira is the better game for sure um but of the two my two top what's your game titles are Nippon and, and Madeira for sure. Uh, they're just Same here. great, great titles. Excellent. Right. But I don't know which one is third one. I actually, I think Reef Encounter is my third one. But from these big box games, I think Signore or Tsanguo is the third one. Yeah. Even Railroad Revolution is cool. Yeah. The Evolution. Yeah. I've, I've heard that. that it, didn't they just. They, they, they just had an expansion on that, right? They recently. Yeah, last, last spiel, yes. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. All right, number four. Well, for my number mm-hmm. four, I'm going with my Eklund pick, uh, Phil and Matt Eklund by Sierra Madre. I'm going to go with Pax Porfiana, Porfiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so interesting what he does with that big old stack of cards. Uh, this is a, a uh, 
you're you're playing um, I can't remember what they're called, but they're they're American industrialists going into basically take advantage of of Mexico and and exert power and influence over the government. It's it's a very interesting game thematically. Uh, it's it definitely is a game that has a point of view which I love. Um, it just you the way the game works. You have you get cards. You play these cards down and you have to pay for them. But you the ways that the cards kind of make up the game space you know there are spaces that you'll build that that will produce income for you you place different things on different places in order to kind of show what they do but you also will play cards on other people's cards that will make a riot or make a, a coup or something like that where they become unable then you have to play your militia cards onto them to be able to you know clear that up or you can deal with other people's militia cards to impact their spaces it's just a neat kind of way that it, it, he gets so much out of these cards. I just love the way that that works. I think it's got some really interesting, the, 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 the political states as they change can really change the game state up. I just love this game. I, I, I like a lot of Eklund's games. I mean, High Frontier among them, but High Frontier is just so uh -huh. beyond, you know. That game is just so, <laughs> like, that's beyond brain burning. That's like, you know, life altering. Um but uh, and I don't play it enough to to have a strong. I mean, I like it, but I don't feel like comfortable talking about it. You know, after two plays. Um, mm. But uh, but I I just like Pax Porfiana. I think it's Porfiana. It's however it's pronounced. Um, though I I hear I haven't played Porfiriana. Porfiriana. Yeah, I haven't played Pax Mamir yet. So I'm I'm looking forward to uh -huh. to doing that. But anyways, that's mine. Uh, my 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 number four. But Pax Premier is Call of Early, isn't it? It's not an Eklund game. Oh, it's not an Eklund game. That's right. That's right. I think it's a Call of Early's game. You're right. It is a Call of Early game. You're exactly correct. Yeah, I, I just played Pax Transhumanity again after Spiel. And it's the first game in maybe two years, three years that I've played two times in a row that lasts more than an hour. Yeah. And that was very good. I thought that for the list, but... It's the same with Pax Porfiriana. I think that it's not that heavy when you understand the right. game. But learning the game, especially in this Porfiriana, with the different cards and different symbols and different side where the woman is with the flag yeah. on the place, that where you can attack and how you can attack and how you... I, it's so difficult. It but is, when, you, it when it clicks, it's like boom, 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 yeah, boom, boom. Yeah. It's like really... Like a, that's why I didn't include them. Both of them would have been <laughs> on the list. I mean, they were very good contenders. I thought about them, but I thought that they were not heavy enough or like a sure. mm, difficult enough. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. But, yeah, but great they, game. there's so much going on with them, so many moving parts. And yeah. uh, I mean, it's insane what this guy does with a little box of cards. <laughs> Greenland, and, and yeah. you know, he's, it's, he's a biogenesis. You know, he's, he's just. A remarkable mind, and uh, I have great admiration for his design sensibility. Yeah, the Iron Game Studios actually told me that I can order one of each of their games with a review discount. So I ordered one of each of their games with a review discount. Yeah. it wasn't free, but I got them with a discount, so I have one of each of their games on the shelf. That's awesome. So that's actually that's actually cool. I haven't played all of them because you need time to. Yeah make a group group agree to play with them but these two boxes i've played for now and yeah I, Pax emancipation is the next one on the row yeah i have a buddy who there are two guys i play these games i always play them three same two guys always mm. i rarely play them with anybody yeah. else 
it has to be like that. Yep. Yep. Because we're all on the same page. We all understand the game the same. Because if, if it's the sort of game that if you play with someone who's not as experienced, it's not, they're not really playing the same game, you know? They're just not involved in the same way you are. Yeah, and if you have to teach all the time someone new for this whole pack system, <sighs> it it will be ridiculous. If you play Pax Porfirina with one group and Transhumanity with one group, Emancipation with one, Renaissance with one, and the coming Viking with one, you're, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to have like four or five victims that all know how the pack system works, and then I can just no, Pax, try to play. <laughs> Pax Porfirina is, is the ugliest game. It's It's like... Uh, you know, it's like uh, the original version of uh, uh, what? Uh, oh, for the, the other card game, the great card game, uh, Rome. Uh, Glory, to, Glory Rome. to Rome. It's like it's like ugh, it's gross. It's not a great looking game. <laughs> Phil, Phil, you're a great game designer. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be the artist of your games if if I were you. Let somebody else do it. <laughs> but come on, it, it's not that ugly. It's, it's just so weird. Um, it's so. It's. I mean. It's. It's, cli- it's suitable for the time. Yeah. Sure. It's clip art. For the time, like it a- happened in Mexico. It looks like that time, and like. Oh yeah. The artist done at that time. But it's it's it's, it's dripping with theme. Like I mean, good night. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I'll give him credit. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, but maybe some color choices and others could sure. have been yeah. thought. Sure. Yeah. Some weird colors. Maybe. So what's your number four? <laughs> My number four is Arkwright. And you already talked about this. So I just say that I agree with everything you've said. I still haven't played the Waterfront version, but I should play it. I played only with the Spinning Jenny, Uh but with uh, some of the tiles added. So it's like some kind of a midway. Because Spinning Jenny seemed too easy and too light. The game is... Spinning Jenny is a good way to become familiar with it, but beyond that, go go play full on because it's it's yeah, just yeah, so cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, and this takes because you have to plan again. This is sure. the planning thing. You have to plan, and if you make a mistake at some point, maybe two, three times, you're out of the game. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely. That's the downside of this game is is that if you bury yourself, you're in for a lot of game where you're not going to win this game. You're just you're you're just you're playing for. For to learn new mechanics, like I've made bad choices yeah. in that game and been like, all right, well, I guess I'll just kind of explore this and see how many points I can get, knowing I'm not going to win this game. So yeah. yeah, all right, number three. All right, well, for number three, I'm going to uh, hit my Vitalis Erda title uh, by Eagle mm-hmm. Griffin. I love his designs. They're all wonderful. His his partnership with Ian O'Toole is is uh, legendary. Uh, of all of the titles of his, though, that I love the most is Lisboa. I think Lisboa. Okay. Is so we so we can do this together then. My number three is Lisboa also. <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> a, a near perfect game. Uh, it, 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 exactly. It, the the action, the way you play the card actions, the different ways to play the card actions, as far as how you're going to play them, the spatial element of developing the city, the management of the resources, just the way it scores. There's so many beautiful things in this game. On top of being just gorgeous, just a stunningly attractive game. Uh, love, love Lisboa. I don't understand how someone can complain about the art. It's so good looking and so vibrant. And Ian O'Toole did a great job with this. I agree. And also everything in the, I mean, everything interlocks so perfectly together that you have every turn 
every turn you have to think uh, will I do this this or this but if I do this then that, that happens which results in that and then that 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 and I it's so many crunchy decisions I really like this game yeah it is it is just god it's it's so good uh I, I'll always play it and uh, I got a buddy who holds me up to that he loves Lisboa too and he brings it a lot and so I get to play it a lot and I That's I still love it I probably played this game I don't play a lot of games 20 plus times and I've played this one 20 plus times and really really love it that's a lot yeah it is it is all right number two well I'm gonna go to a classic uh and another one that does a lot with a little as far as elements and features uh, like components and that is through the ages the new version by Vlatis Schwadl mm -hmm. uh design published by CGE uh, Czech Games Edition this game is just Golly, Pete. And, and all the new content is just great as well. But just the way that you use these cards, and it's the perfect Civ Builders. I love Civ Builders. They're probably my favorite sort of style of game. Uh, the neat choices, the diversity of options, changing your the be ability to be able to change your governing style and the implications that it has upon your gameplay the personalities and how they impact your gameplay, the balance of the different features, the, the need to kind of manage your military and develop and just, and all of this is with cards. The, the corruption yeah. element, you know, the fact that you have to balance your prosperity out in a way that really is interesting. And that one element is just really, really a powerful limiting feature upon the game. It is a spectacular title, uh, and I really love playing it. The new, the new, you know, I've, I've just recently gotten some of the expansion material, and it adds, it breathes so much life mm -hmm. into it. Uh, so, Through the Ages by Vlatov Shatel. I just love that game. Have you played this with the app? I have. I have the app. I, 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 I think it's a, a yeah. pretty good app. I, I like to do the challenges and that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I enjoy it. It's a, it's a really good app. Yeah, it is. And it, it helps um, you develop I've your skills. I mostly play it with the app. Yeah. It helps you develop your skills, too. You can definitely, yes. like, it, it runs you through different, the tasks are really neat because they make you kind of exercise muscles you otherwise wouldn't exercise. Um, yeah, yeah, good game, really good game. Did you join the World Championships? They just began in the summer. No, I didn't. They, I mean, I think Czech Games Edition were organizing it themselves uh -huh. so that there were hundreds of people playing around the world and they were playing online somewhere. And then they make a real tournament. A friend of mine joined it, but I have no idea how it's going now. Huh. But this is also good in Board Game Arena. You should play it if you want to play yeah, it. Yeah, I'd, I'd play it with you. Or whoever is listening. Board Game Arena, I'd be up for that. Um, All right. Yeah. We, 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 I have to set up quite a few games, yeah, actually. that's fine, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm down for it. I've, I've been doing a lot of remote gaming during the COVID times, and uh, that has been one of the upsides. I've gotten to play with remote people people who live far away from me quite a bit been playing a lot of uh been playing some stuff on you know tabletop simulator and tabletopia mm. uh david uh of man versus meeple and i get together and play a lot of games uh mm -hmm. that way and it's that's, it's a good way to, to that's been the one offshoot is that because i don't have as many people to play with in person i've gotten to play more more remotely so yeah we should definitely do some bga uh, and through the ages, I'd, I'd love to play. Uh, I'll lose. You'll, you'll win. But um, I'm not great at the game. I'm okay. I'm okay. But um, I play with some very accomplished players, I think. And I usually – there's a couple of games I play with some people that play it a lot more than I do. 
and I just resolve resign myself to doing my best and not winning. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's what it's what is enough. Sure, sure. Yeah, we have to remember this Rainer Knizias saying that it's not the win, it's the journey. I agree. So, what's your number two? Yeah. My number two is not a very heavy game, but this is Paladins of the West Kingdom. Mm. And this froze me in a way that no other similar type of game has frozen me, because you're all the time running out of workers, you have to do many things, and then the other players go and they take the place from the middle that you didn't want them to take, and you have to rethink everything again, because that ruins your whole round, and this is just... I don't think I will ever play this with more than two. It was a mistake to play it with three, <laughs> I think. <laughs> because it took like it took almost three hours. It Woo! was ridiculous. And and on the last turn I was just I'm placing this, here, this, here, this, here, done, I'm out. <laughs> I had to go out of the room because the others were thinking also so long I got so annoyed with the game. It took so long. Did you like it though? And it was a learn. Yes, I like it, but I don't think I will ever play it with more than two. Yeah, yeah. I like Paladins a lot. I think of all of the uh, of his trilogy series games, um, and and I think that's probably my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. It it has the most meat on the bones for sure. Yes. Um, I mean, I like yes. I like Explorers uh, in the in the in the uh, the the Runestone trilogy um, because it's light, um, and my son mm-hmm. really liked it a lot. It was one of the tile. It's mm-hmm. a game I can still play with him. But as far as for me, like just what I like in the game, Paladins is probably my favorite of, of all of them that he's he's done so far. Yeah, I haven't played any from the Vikings part, but this is I like this more than Architects. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Excellent. All right, and now yeah. we move on to our number one. And uh, this actually <laughs> probably is right now my favorite game. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know it'll stay that right now, but it's the game I'm enjoying. It's not my favorite game of all time, but it's the game I'm enjoying playing the most right now. And that is Barrage by Tommaso Battista and Simone Luciani by Cranio. Uh, I I have it with, I play it with the Lee's, Lee's, uh, whatever, the the expansion. Uh, Uh Because I really do like those buildings uh, that you can build. I love the advanced planning in this game. I love the, the, the need to connect everything together and how difficult it can be to get everything to click, but how rewarding mm-hmm. it can be when you get that big five and you pull down three drops through five and you create all that power and you, you bump it up with some bonuses. It's just so cool. Uh, I just have a really fun time with this game. I think it's beautifully rendered. The components are just gorgeous. Um, so my number one game in this type is barrage right now i'm just having a great time with it this is in my to buy list it's so fun man and 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 i don't know where to get it because it's a bit run run out in europe at least the english version is a bit difficult to find from here yeah i'm waiting it to be back in stock yeah it'll it'll it'll, it'll be back in stock eventually it has it's out of stock here too um i i uh josh got it for me um from his store Mm-hmm. Uh, early on, and I have really enjoyed playing it. Probably taught it like six times. Uh, I've played this a ton. It's when when it comes back in stock, and it will. You definitely need to catch it. But I would say, like, go ahead, 
pay the hundred, you know, whatever. It was like a hundred dollars for us, whatever the equivalent would be for you. It's probably in that range. I'd go ahead and just invest in the whole thing because I think the expansion really adds a lot of great uh, options to it. And just the thing mm. about the game that's so cool is that the way you lock up your resources over time and you can change the actions that are available to you. Just really neat, neat game. A lot of cool stuff going on with it. So Barrage, really one I had anticipated for years. I'd been waiting for for a couple of years and it was so nice to have it not disappoint. Mm-hmm. That's good. My number one is something that I played one week ago. I know you like it. I heard you talk about it in your show. Mm-hmm. And this is Argent the Consortium. Ugh. <laughs> talk about a brain burner. The, Holy cow. Yeah, I play. I played this once. And this is... <laughs> Let's say that there are too many options. There are way that game is that is the most, with the possible exception of Cerebria. I think Cerebria is another one that kind of has too much going on. I yeah, love I Argent, it. but it's got too much going on. And when you add some of that expansion <laughs> content in there, because Rob's got everything, holy cow! Yep. the game blows your mind. Yeah, even even without the expansion, we played this three player and. And there were times that everyone were just staring. <laughs> Nothing was happening. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, this is and it it's actually interesting that the first turns you just do something. In the mid game you think a lot what to do, and at the end of the game you know what you have to do. So yep. it's very interesting how this works. Yep. It's and it's very interesting because yeah, by by in game you got a pretty good sense of where the majorities are gonna shake out and so you've got yeah. you, you move pretty quick but you're right that middle game is just like you are frozen because all these rooms yes. are out there and all these options are out there and the various ways you can do every room has multiple options it's a yeah. it's just insane but it is a great and you don't have you don't have enough emblems you might have one emblem where you can do the best action in the room and then at the end you might have more and yeah it's it's really Oh, it's really, really brain-burning, but I want to play it again soon before I forget it. Yeah. This might be a great game, or this might be a good game. Yeah, not, I, I not, have enjoyed it. I have enjoyed it. I have definitely had plays of it that were not fun. Like, I have played it where we had too much stuff in there, and it, it, it just it was <laughs> like, okay, 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 okay. It took too long, but generally speaking, I have a great time with this game. Um, and uh, But you're right. It is a... It is a lot of thinking going on, and it can definitely lock lock some people up. Uh, it is AP to the extreme, and uh, so yeah, you got to be comfortable with the fact that people are going to be thinking. Um, but it is a it is no. a fun game. Well, no, I was actually thinking that I'm becoming a bit masochist because just two days ago I played Tech Hanu first time and. Oh my god, learning that game was really difficult. But then it began flowing, so I thought that it's not difficult enough to go to this list. Yeah. But well, I'm gonna, it so, seems that my th- Thursday board game clubs goes for this nowadays. Well, so I, I earlier in the episode I mentioned the fact that I'm going to be doing a episode with Blue Peg, Pink Peg in the future. I'm going to give you guys a early release. Techno is the game we're reviewing. It's going to be a featured review ah, game. Okay. So, yeah, I've enjoyed okay. I've enjoyed that, but you're right. The teachers is a bunch. To, to sort out, yeah. uh, but once you start clicking with it, um, it does move very smoothly. Um, yes, it's a good game. It's a solid title. I've played it yeah. probably five times now, and and I'm still, I'm still interested to play it some more. 
Yeah, I, I think it ha- might have a bit more uh, wings in a way that it stays a bit longer interesting than Teotihuacan did. Yeah, I think that's right. Because I played, I played Teotihuacan now in board game arena two times, and it became a bit stale. Mm-hmm. I should play it with the expansion. I have the expansion, but I think Tekken will have more variation. I think I think that's uh I I, I think that's right because Teotihuacan definitely uh, flattened out for me. It became very you know, like you know what you're going to do. Like you know how you want to play that mm. game, and you 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 really you play it the same way. I think Technu forces your hand because of the way the dice work out. Forces your hand yeah. to make more, to think more uh, about how your choices are going to. So it keeps it engaging longer. Um, and and the the, yeah. the those those car those ability cards add a lot of interesting options too. The fact that you can draft those cards and and use them in different ways really adds something to the game. Uh, yeah, and there are so many cards also, these tech cards and the blessings, and you can combine them, and they are all of them are OP, and depending on the situation, they are ridiculous amount of points and yep. everything. Yep, it's, 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 a, it's a good game. Um, it, I think yeah. they, 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 great design sensibilities from those guys. I'm really, really pleased with, yeah. with uh, when, when, when Dice, what, what's the, the, the Boards and Dice, Board and Boards dice. and Dice. When they changed over, you know, they were uh, who were they? But what were they before? NSKN. NSKN, which I like the guys at NSKN, um, yeah. and I liked some of their designs. But when they went over to the boards and dice, they really they they said we're here to play. Like we're here to design yes. games that are going to really really get people's attention. It felt like their other games were uh, were half baked in some ways. I liked them a lot. Um, I enjoyed mm-hmm. them, but I felt like they didn't, they, they hadn't quite gotten to their, but when they, when they changed over, they really, their production quality really went up and their design started yep. just really, really clicking. They have some really, Dice Settlers, I think is an underrated game. I think a game that really is, is, is solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that Sierra, what was the one? Sierra Mod? Sierra West. Sierra, Sierra West, I thought was a title, a, a solid yeah. title. Um, and then these, this one is really i think it's going to really hit yeah i think it's going to be a hit i, I still want to play tris tris magistus you say yeah yeah yeah. that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one. one of their titles <laughs> yeah i had a fun fun yeah. time with tris magistus um it's yeah. it didn't appeal to everybody uh because of the fact that it is a lot to work through but it yeah. i've enjoyed it uh a lot i mean I've, I've really had a fun time with it so yeah I actually asked for a review copy for that, but this guy responsible there said that they don't have extra, but he sent me Sierra West and Escape Tales Low Memory. Yeah. But I haven't been able to play the Escape Tales yet, and Sierra West I have to still try one more time before I know what I think about it. Yeah. I think it, for now, I think that it took too long for what it is. I think you're... It should play quicker. I think you're right. It freezes the brain. It also freezes your brain a lot. Yeah, and I was thinking for it for this list. It's not heavy game, but you can really become frozen. Yeah, it's too much. You're right. It's too much for what it is. Uh, I agree. It's a good design. It's a good. It's a, it's fine, but it, yes. it's it's it could have used. I think it could use some editing. I think they could have edited a little bit better. Uh, it's yeah. my take on it. But um, but I think they're great. They're they're really. I think they're up and coming. I mean, they're they're doing very well. But I think that they've got mm-hmm. a lot of great things in front of them. That's a, that's a publisher house too. Yes, definitely. Definitely keep your eyes. It, on. It's one of one of the hottest publishers at the moment. For sure. And it's probably in my top nine publishers. I wish one of the guests would say that. Let's make the top nine publishers. But no, 
Not yet. Oh, Let's see. Ooh, that, that, that <laughs> I would have be some fun. hopes. Yeah, if you... If, I, want, I want to do that list, but... Yeah, I, if I were to... Let's see. Who are some publishers that could support something like that? Like, uh, definitely, uh, like, Asmodee, obviously. They've got a lot of really great titles. Capstone, I think, is in a place where they could probably support a top nine list. Mm. Yeah, Stronghold. I don't know. There's a lot of d- publishers. I, I agree with that. That's a, that's a, that's a good thought. I, ah, oh, well. Um, I've just been thinking so much about heavy <laughs> games recently. I, I felt like it would be fun to kind of dig into it with you. Yeah, we we have top nine Stronghold titles because Stefan Ponogor was here on the sixth episode, no, fifth. He was the fifth guest. So oh, I haven't heard that, that He just No, it's not out oh, yet, not. but it will be out. Okay. There's one more and then Stefan. Next week it will be available. Perfect. From this recording. Perfect. Well, it has been such a pleasure talking to you, man. I am so sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, th- th- those were my words. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> are, are we all? Are we? Uh, I mean, I'm gonna. Can I stop recording now? Uh, wait, wait. Oh. I, we, I will put these lists against each other. Okay. So there will be a battle. Perfect. Do you think? What do you think of your chance of winning? Hmm. We have quite similar lists. Yeah, actually. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm fine with either way, to be honest with you, because uh, it's fun to hear yeah. your. Th- I, I mean, I would, I would. I would be happy with either of these lists. I don't know who I would vote for. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a tough. I think it's going to be a draw at the end of the day. I think. I think we have got yeah. pretty similar list here. Uh, I think there's some some bangers in both. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I, I. I can't predict who's going to win. I think that it's. It, I, I'd be. I'd be okay with losing in this case because I think they're pretty solid list. We have two crossovers and. You have three games I haven't played. You have Yinzi and Delovia Project and Barrage, and all of them I would happily play. Yeah, yeah. But so I, I don't really know. Yeah, I think these are quite even. Yeah, I think so too. I think we've 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 done a good job on these. Um, I think they're they're kind of in that high Bernie weight, but still accessible. You know, like I mean, yeah. like like an, again, you could put a you could do like a nineteen XX list, but that's not accessible to most people. You know, like there's that there's a very mm-hmm. limited sort of universe of of game players. Now, this is not to say that these titles would be on any you know, and there's a lot of people who wouldn't be in, up for this. But these are mm-hmm. games I think that if you're a if you're into the hobby, like they're all worth at least giving a try. You know. Yes. Especially if you're not a new newcomer to the hobby. Oh if yeah, you yeah, been yeah, yeah. In the hobby for a while. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't represent. Rep- yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. These are nowhere near gateway. <laughs> they, if you want to, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to get somebody to never play games with you, start them with one of these titles. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's all the cliches of of designer board game hobbies, like the thirty minute teach, the forty minute teach. You know. Oh, but wait, there's an exception to that rule. Oh, and there's an exception to mm. that exception. You know, but. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So anyway, thank thank you for joining. Sure. And it, it has been a great pleasure. Yeah, it's it's been fun. Yeah. And let let's see what happens to the first part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, so are, are, I have we, are to we add some edit notes Be, before we end? Uh, where can people find you if they want to find you? Oh, I don't know where. Or should they find you? Well, I don't know. Um, you can you can always follow Blue Peg Pink Peg. Uh, I do show up there occasionally. 
Um, I, I, mm -hmm. I have a modest, like I, I, I have a Twitter account, PK Speaks the True, uh, but yeah. uh, just understand that's where I, I mostly uh, make political comments. Speak the truth. Yeah, I, it's all about politics for the most part. I don't talk about board games mm -hmm. there, um, but uh, I, I'm on I'm on Board Game Geek. I, I participate in the guild uh, at at uh, Blue Peg Pink Peg. I, I moderate the guild actually. Um, Mm -hmm. And um, but you can always get in touch with me through Blue Peg Pink Peg, and if you're a creator, um, and you you know you want me to help promote you or, or help you know you have any questions or anything, I'm always happy to pitch in with uh, creators. Um, I love the community and I, I love to support it. So don't don't hesitate to reach out if there's anything I can do to help um, help you in some small way. Then I'm happy to do it. Uh, you know I, I've done this for a long time and know a lot about it. And uh, and I can maybe give you a few pointers here and there if you're if you're looking for them, um, both good and, and I'll, I'll I will speak the true I, I'll tell you the good and the bad, um, but yeah that's that's about it I I, I I am always happy to meet new and exciting people so uh, feel free to reach out. Thank you and thank you so much for joining me. You're one of my idols in this podcasting hobby, you know. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> so, so kind of you. It to was say. nice to talk to you finally. Yeah, indeed it was. It was great to talk to you, man. Uh, I. I I just, I, I count you, I'm, I'm glad now that we've spoken, I can count you as a friend. Um, anytime that, if ever we find ourselves in the same place, games will be played, because uh, if, if we were, I, I promise this, if we were close to each other, we would we would be part of each other's game groups. I would love, yeah, I would love playing games. Definitely. Yeah. Excellent, man. Yes. Totally agree with that. Yes. All right. Oh, so, thank you, and bye-bye. Thanks, man. Thank you for listening. You can find this podcast from SoundCloud with username Mitapelataan. You can also find the podcast from Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Should be in Amazon Podcasts also at some point, and it should be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts. You can find me from Instagram and Twitter with username Mitapelataan. There's a page in Facebook, Mitapelata, and you can just search by Mitapelataan, and you should find me from many places. I have a blog, mitapelatan.wordpress.com, where you can find information about this channel and all the links to related media. You should be able to find me from YouTube as well by searching mitapelatan. You can send me email to mitapelatan at gmail.com. There's also a guild in BoardGameGeek number 3321. Interact in any way you can, comment anything up to you, but interact with me please. And If you listen this far, please leave a review, subscribe so that people find out about this podcast. And one more time, thank you for listening and bye-bye. The music used in this series was Nightwalker by Sensent Pulse. Thank you for that.